Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for us all today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Professor Jones Podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh, we do. And I love that speech. <laughs> so good. My name is Dave Jones and I'm the professor. My name is Danny Jones and I am the Diggs. And if you don't already know, what have you been doing with your life? We're talking about Independence Day. That was the Independence Day speech. Um, but I think you have a bro down to get to, and then we're going to get started on our Independence Day Just talk. quick bro down. I yeah. know. I know. I'm well, so excited about to talk about it. And I actually ago. watched this movie today, so I'm just so excited. I Go ahead, too. though. Talk today. about your bro down. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bro down. Um, so you told me, you specifically told me this week that we wouldn't be doing a bro down. We'd get right to it. Bryce um, told me. <laughs> <laughs> you told Bryce, you Bryce told, told me. He told me. <laughs> you told you told Bran over the phone. He told me. Now what can I do? Did I urinate on your rug? <laughs> um so you know, then Brazil won today. First Mexico. Obrigado, boys. Um big news. It was awesome. My fiance is Brazilian, by the way, so yeah. I can claim that banner. Um there was no flop. I don't know what everybody's talking about. <laughs> I actually just trying to look up, look it up. Cause I heard that there was a big flop, but I couldn't it find the actual bad. replay of it. <laughs> it was by Neymar, bad. no less. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody oh. just had kind of stepped on his foot and he was like, ah, <laughs> for so long. Um, oh, anyway, but then three days ago or two, actually, no, last night, um, LeBron James signed with the Lakers. He signed oh. a four year deal, 150 million or something like that. And, uh, it it was just it's too big a news. This is you know we're on LeBron standard time here now. He's the center of the earth, and uh, and I uh, I had to say something. I mean this is this is huge. So I don't know. What are your thoughts, Professor Professor Basketball? Uh, you know it doesn't really matter to me very much because I don't care about that team, and I don't really care that much about LeBron. But um, I was interested in like, oh, he went to the Lakers. That's interesting. So I don't know. Somebody posted on your Facebook post about it last night. Like um, LeBron or the Lakers will be in the 
the finals next year or something like that. And that's, that's funny to me. So I, I would look forward to that seeing the Lakers, but I mean, they might be going against the Blazers at some point. So now, now you got faith in our boys. Well, and that's also exciting for you because you live in LA. So you could go to, if the Lakers play the Blazers in LA, you could try to get tickets to that game and you could see LeBron at the same LeBron, time as the and Blazers. then my favorite my with my favorite players Damian yeah. Lillard and CJ McCollum right and um, we traded Ed Davis um that's oh, neither man, here yeah. nor there heartbreaker. though heartbreaker <laughs> we sure. got a heartbreaker in Dallas everybody's interested to hear about our basketball talk um but no I, I thought that was crazy it's nuts it's just crazy man the yeah. king and now you know the eastern conference is is I mean garbage the Celtics will probably make it all the way um do they need a new playoff system? Because now the Western Conference is even more stacked. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. I was like, man, the Eastern people Conference saying that is the Golden State so... Warriors are going to have a breeze getting to the finals again. Uh, maybe this season, but next season, hello. <laughs> yeah, LeBron gets a couple other players on that team. Not going to be looking so hot anymore, boys. Yeah, so, no kidding. No kidding. Kevin Durant, Kevin. Uh, dang it. <laughs> LeBron James, LeBron games because he <laughs> plays in so many games. Great, Kevin Durant, Kevin, your aunt. Because I cannot stand Kevin Durant now. Ever since he's been on the the Golden State Warriors, it's so annoying. Steph Curry, Steph, sure he sucks. Ooh, what a burn! Ooh. You're really good at these. <laughs> 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 um, Steph Curry, Steph Murray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that means nothing. Um, anyway, are we talking about switching to Independence Day now? Let's. Do, I mean, that's that's it. Quick bro down. Yeah, LeBron quick. James to the Lakers. Crazy stuff. That's big nuts. time trade. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I he probably did uh-huh. it just so that he could live in L.A. And that makes sense. But um, yeah, apparently he was saying something because I was supposed to play for the Lakers last season. And he said, there's this guy. He said, there's this guy out there and I know he's great and I want to recruit him. It was an article. This is a buzz. It was a buzzfeed. So I don't even know if I believe it, but this guy, Danny Jones, we've been seeing him on the street at like mm-hmm. local hoops places playing local hoops. Yeah. yeah. He's got a mad lefty. <laughs> Do you not s- no, oh. I can barely dribble with my left. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I, man. Every time I pick up a basketball, I switch to my left hand and I suck with it. Um, no, I'm okay at it. I, you know, I dribble with my left. I'm good, you know, good ball handling. But when it comes to like, if I'm on a breakaway and I have to be lefty all the way to the hoop, it's just like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Great. Basketball talk. Uh, kids dun, playing basketball dun, dun, when the thing. Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay. So Independence Day comes out 1997 in mm. the summer of 1997. And I remember mom and dad took our entire family it says to go 1996 see. on IMDb. Comes out 1996. No, I remember I was getting, I was sitting there messing up men in black. Um, That's right. Because it was 95 bad boys, 96 independence day. And then 97 was men in black. So anyway, get your facts straight. (laughs) I know. Should should we restart that? Uh, No, but 96 comes out and I remember mom and dad took us all, took us to it in theaters. And it was probably the coolest theater experience ever. Um, I would have been eight years old. So I was just old enough to 
to really like understand what a, what the movie was talking about. Um, but this is uh, in my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's one of the best summer. No block- doubt. I think it might be the best summer blockbuster that has ever come out. I don't know if there's many more movies that are as entertaining as this, and the fact that it kind of well, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Anyway, uh, but the fact that it aligns with um, July 4th is also so great for like America, American cinema goers. Um, so anyways, I, it's fantastic. I love um, uh, I love like holiday tradition movies, you know, Die Hard Christmas Eve, Plain Strains Thanksgiving, and then you got Independence Day July 4th. Um, I love stuff like that. So, yeah, it is so perfect. It is. Yeah. And I've, I've watched it every year, probably since it came out on Independence Day. Like I watched it with our parents this morning and I like called out lines before they happened. And dad was like, geez. And I was like, oh man, I I've seen this movie so many times I can go all day. You know, like I know most of the lines that are coming up. Um, so anyway, but Roland Emmerich is the director. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a Roland Emmerich. Roland oh, yeah. Emmerich. Have you seen his interviews? He's like, yeah, I love making movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't actually ever watched an interview with Roland Emmerich. He's funny. That's interesting, though. Uh, he doesn't have too much before this, uh, but he does have Stargate in 1994. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Stargate, but it's good. A little bit. James Spader's in it, Kurt, Rus- Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that original movie, Stargate. Uh, but I think it's funny because Independence Day is just such an awesome flick that after this, he pretty much has uh, the license to do whatever he wants until mm-hmm. probably about 2012, because I think that's the one where... He was like, oh, okay. He had Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, and then 2012, and none of those are very good movies. And so I think Hollywood has kind of stopped giving him money to make Which films. is like, man, you had John Cusack as your leading man. Like, how can you not make a brilliant film? Seriously, yeah. I can't, under, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic with that comment or not. <laughs> There's a little bit. There's a little going. I love Cusack, though. I do, actually. I, do I really like Cusack. John Cusack. Um, and 2012 is like not, I don't know. I would like to watch it again. Thing is, it's entertaining, but it's so, but like this guy, he's totally on board with, um, like apocalypse types movie type movies, like end of the world type stuff. I mean, he has Godzilla that came, he was a movie right after that, which I actually really like that movie of that version of Godzilla. I think it's a fun movie. Um, I think it's good too. And yeah. do, do you know what else he directed? That is also a patriotic theme movie. Uh, I don't, I don't know what, what are you going for? Aim small, miss small, baby. No way. He did the Patriot. Yeah, That's he, crazy. He directed the Patriot. So funny. Man, it is. Uh, the Patriot is incredible. Dude, I, I mean, love it's- the Patriot. It's in my, I think it was, it was in my top 10. It was. Yeah. It was like, so that's two, that's two rolling into the top 10. And I had Stargate. Um, so <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick. I also want to shout out. Uh, oh gosh. What was his name? I lost it. Uh, the composer of this film. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you on that. Look it up. But uh, the, the music in this movie is like so effective right from the very beginning. They have like that single trumpet going. 
and that they have the theme of the like the president's theme and then they also have the alien theme and i think that the contrast of both of those is so good um do you find the david arnold david yeah. arnold thank you i knew it was yeah. something i was thinking it was douglas arnold um but david arnold does a great job he doesn't have too much else and to he him did, he but, did a lot of like james bond stuff like he did skyfall he did specter um he did sherlock oh wow of sherlock. interesting so that's yeah. that's interesting they kind of yeah. chose him for that yeah, not bad but um, he does he does a really great job in this film no I, several and that's, scenes that and that's like, such wow. an interesting thing because for somebody that i don't recognize their name you know when i see usually i see a composer's name and i'm like oh yeah yeah i think i have a general idea for you know even like somebody like jerry goldsmith that um you know i can't like name a bunch of movies that he's done right offhand but yeah. i still know like oh yeah he's a star trek guy though you know there's yeah. there's people like that um but him i didn't even know didn't even recognize his name but he has a score that is so iconic in my mind and something that I've listened to again and again and I can sit there and call out the musical cues from this movie uh, so he's great but let's I wonder, get on did, he didn't do the no uh, John Williams did the Patriot huh yeah yeah John Williams did the Patriot um, but the biggest part of this movie is that it has mm. like the greatest ensemble cast at least oh, for a few yeah, of them baby. so starting out you have of course Big Willie Will Smith boom Bill Pullman boom Jeff Goldblum. Boom, baby! Vivica A. Fox. Uh, boom! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, maybe. Sort of. Oh, yeah, and uh, Randy Quaid, too. Boom, baby! I think bum, that's, bum, that's bum, about bum, all his people bum, that are actually really quite famous. Oh, Robert We Lowe. got Uncle Eddie. Yeah, Uncle Eddie. Uh, Judd Hirsch, who is the stereotype of a Jewish guy in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Mary McDowell, who's also in Dances with Wolves. Great. And then Fine. Robert Loggia, who's, uh, I don't know, he's an actor. Sniveling so, little weasel. Not him. That's James Rebhorn. Uh, that's James, Red- James Rebhorn. Robert Loggia is the general who... What is he? Is he like general? Is he chief of staff or something like that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, great, great, great cast, great movie. I love the it. Perfect cast, goofy yeah. movie. So, any any other general thoughts on this movie that you'd like to? I think I kind of expressed mine, but why don't you go ahead with your with your generals? Um, man, I mean, a lot of the same stuff as you. Watch it every single year um, on the Fourth of July. Um, sometimes people just can't understand why I watch movies so much and how I have to have these little things, but it's a priority to me. I'm like, yeah, well, July 4th is coming up. So got to watch independence day sometime. Usually I would watch it directly on the 4th of July. Um, Not this me year too. Is a little different. I usually, but I usually we, watch we it did, the morning you know, of 4th of July. I wake up mm-hmm. and watch independence day, but, but we got, we got the podcast. Got to yeah. get this episode out. I'm going to watch the Patriot um, the morning of this year. So, Good call. I just watched it a few weeks ago, actually. Um, but you know, this, this movie is, it's made up. It's, it's brilliant because of the acting, the stars. I think the writing is pretty great. I love the concept. I love, we're going to talk about it at the end of the podcast, but, uh, where they went with the aliens in this, maybe it's the best out of anything we've seen so far. I don't know. I'm we'll not saying that it. yet. Yeah. I'm not going to express Ooh, my opinion. Yet. into some stuff. Ooh. Um, it's like you open up a fresh snack pack. You're kind of looking at it, just getting ready to dive into some pudding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, gosh, that was me. Um, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think everything they did with it was fantastic. Music's great. Uh, yeah. 
Let's yeah. let's let's I, just get it going. I watched let's it this morning and it. I was I kind of it's like every year I relive it and I'm like, gosh, this movie's so good. <laughs> and then so good. And then it just starts all over again. It's oh man, it's fantastic. But so I love that I love the how serious this movie starts out, right? Um you'd get the Yeah, the flashes. <sighs> and it's like, you know, Paramount Pictures presents. Is it Paramount? Did it, it I don't know, like whatever. But um then it starts out and it goes Independence Day and douche douche. And then it says July 2nd. Douche douche. I love that. It kind of places you where you are in the story, at least. Yeah, it's so good. And it has like the really like metallic block letters that suddenly crumble apart. Such a good effect. It's so cool. So 1996, right? Um, oh, it definitely is. But then it does the. And it has and like it the, the, the snare drum going and it goes to the moon. And then it shows the shadow of the freaking spaceship going over the moon. And they realize that they have a transmission coming from. Dude, it's so funny because it's the like they pull the they pull the Jurassic park like water cup kind of shaking but they do it with the the boot tracks of whoever stepped on the moon you know yeah i I found that so funny today when i was watching it right (laughs) you know something just completely off topic but on that plaque it has the name of all the astronauts and then i guess that it richard nixon was the president and it says richard nixon on that plaque and i was like that's so funny that dick nixon's name is on the moon he's on the <laughs> moon the guy that like, is hilarious couldn't we put kennedy up there he's the guy that like thought up the space know, program can, but can okay put whatever. anybody else up there <laughs> um, um nick's that guy hey um, it's fox is it fox, fox yeah Param- thank yeah, you it's fox thank you Sorry, um, that up. but uh so then after that it goes to the guy that kind of gets that transmission right he's sitting there playing the golf and it plays the it's the end of the, the world, world. Love that song. Is that REM? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Uh, but and you don't he, know a lot today. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we're unaware of, so that's perfect. <laughs> there's um, a lot of things you don't know. But I love. I just love the setup of this movie, man. It starts out and it's so serious and takes itself so serious, and I think that they needed to. And I think it does a really good job of portraying. Um, the way in which we would realistically find out that aliens are coming to attack us, you know, it's kind of suddenly it's been approaching rather quickly, but now it's slowing down around the moon. And so we start to hear them and then we start to see the random, uh, you know, falling object coming towards earth. And what is he talking to that general? And he's like, uh, what is it like, you know, is it like a meteor or is it a comet or something? And he's like, no, I don't think so, sir. It's, it's slowing down. And that's the first yeah. sign of like, oh my gosh. What is this thing? And I think that's my and favorite. the guy wakes up and hits his head. <laughs> if, there's an, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. Such, uh, I always, that line is so annoying to me. It's just like, you don't have caller ID. You don't know who this is. I guess that's why he said that, but still. What kind of life is this guy living? Anyway, a um, pretty shady one, apparently. Yeah, um, but that, isn't that the guy that was? Uh, he was in Mister Deeds. Was he in the Mummy too? Yeah, he is in the Mummy. Yeah, and in this movie, he's sleeping in pajamas. Like he actually has on like full pajamas. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Does anybody still do that? I don't Does know. Anybody dude, actually I've... wear like a full thing of pajamas every night? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's an older fashioned thing that people do. So. Who knows? But yeah, 
Interesting. But <laughs> pajamas, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but then they go, they all go to that place, and he's like uh, trying to figure out what it is. And that guy goes, "It's a message from another world," and he's so excited. So excited. Yeah. Little does he know that he's about to get absolutely killed. Probably, I don't think he made it. Do we, I doubt he made it. Do we it. know how many people died in this? We're talking probably I wish like th- yeah. I wish they would say yeah. Probably like half the world's population. I would think. You think half the world's population? Well, actually, you take, yeah, that, that huge span of Los Angeles, the huge span of New York. Um, I mean, we don't really know what happened elsewhere. I mean, they show just things getting blown up. Well, they, they said it was Sydney. like they were approaching in like various different locations, like 25 to 30 locations at first. That so has to be like. There was an initial. A lot of There people. was an initial like huge burst dang just it's so happy so at the people. end but when you think about that you're like gosh they really wiped out a lot of people though oh yeah like, they man. did a lot of work the aliens did like a majority of their job right. they were sending in the cleanup crew yeah yeah well that was that. they were launching a full-scale invasion at the end of the movie uh-huh. right um but so that's their plan that's their plan they're sending so the huge ship approaches and they said that that thing's something like 500 kilometers uh in diameter um i don't know how you know the other dimensions that's of it, what but she said that's what she said um but <laughs> so it's huge right enormous enormous ship so it's just big. But then things start splitting off from the side. <laughs> but, but then the smaller ships start splitting off from the side and they start approaching and they start hitting the atmosphere and just mm-hmm. really blowing stuff up in their path. And we and, get to the submarine and all the seamen are talking about. Oh my um, gosh, dude. Sorry. <laughs> but so at that so but at that point like things are starting to you know people are getting woken up and things are happening but I think that's about the point where Bill Pullman uh President James Whitmore or Thomas Whit Thomas James Whitmore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh President Whitmore gets woken up and he talks to his wife and I love the relationship that he has with his wife. They set Liar. up the yeah, liar, all that cute stuff. Very, very fun. I love. Dad, better. let me watch Letterman. Traitor. Yeah, man, what a cool president, though. This is something that I want to talk that, like, that I am curious of. Is I want to know more about President Whitmore, like is how he got elected. Republican, what are Democrat. His ideals? Republican. He's like a combat, yeah. uh, combat pilot from the Gulf War. But well, uh, what Will is- Smith and Vivica Fox live in Los Angeles from the research. I know Los Angeles is primarily blue. And she says at one point I voted for the other guy. So I'm mm, kind of guessing he's a Republican. Know. I think that California can swing both ways. I think that they've gone red more recently. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was a, he was a Republican. So Boom. there <laughs> you, you got go. it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't, I can't quite remember how, how California sways. That would I, suck to run against Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're like, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I gave the best speech of my life. He walked on stage, gave a single lopsided little thumbs up and the crowd went nuts. Said, I'll be back. And it's just like, <laughs> I'll be back. And the crowd went absolutely haywire. And the crowd goes wild. And what can you do? Um, but president Whitmore seems like a good dude. Uh, 
he apparently went to Congress asking for something. It looked like the, you know, little orphan Oliver asking, please, sir, I'd like some more. That's clever. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not laughing or whatever she says. But, uh, yep, good scene. I like President Whitmore. I'm already way on board with Bill Pullman. He's coming hot off of Casper, so I think he's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did he do he's Casper before in. or after this? What year did Casper? I think it's, I think it, yeah, it, Casper was before this. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I kind of. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Trixie. While you were sleeping, mm-hmm. he's also great in with uh, Sandra Bullock. I wish that Bill Pullman was in more movies because he's actually a great well, actor. I don't, and yeah. he's so good in this. I love Bill Pullman in this. I love him. Um, I, I love him in this. Yeah. After seeing him in Resurgence, I was like, oh boy. He's weird in Resurgence. He's so That's weird. the last time we mentioned that movie on I'm this sure podcast, it's his... though. Got no, it. we'll talk about it a little bit more because there is something else that I want to mention from that movie. Um, but... Uh, so yeah, they show Bill Pullman and he's away from his wife, blah, blah, blah. Good stuff. And then you get introduced to the character, David, who is, he's playing against David. David. He's playing against his father, Chess, right? Mm-hmm. And you find out that David still wears his wedding band from a previous marriage, but they haven't been together for like three years. And yeah. See, the thing is, yeah. F- or I think it's four years, they say, and he still has his wedding band on. Mm-hmm. You're like, man. That's interesting. Yeah, bummer. It's an interesting dude. guy. Right. But they and so they make fun of him for being like a cable repair man, but like the reality of what he does is that he's like the tech guy for he's a, a major guy. media corporation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he's yeah. a very successful person. He understands space. Yeah. And satellites and signals. Right. Right. It's like it's like if Fox had a guy that was sitting there, you know, it's like they, he was their tech guy. Like, that's what he does. You know what I mean? So he's I, smart. I think saying he's a cable repair guy is really. And he recycles. And we he already recycles. got a good resume going. Always talking about how I want to save the planet. huh? Here's my chance. Oh, man, he's good. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love his character. Who he is. I love him. Yeah, he's so great. And the relationship between him and his dad is so good. I know. It's like, I, I want to say it's the best part of the movie, but because there's so many things that are best, the Even best the part che- of the movie. Like the chess scene, them driving to Washington, all those little scenes with him and his dad are just so quippy and well-written. Right. I love it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to think of, because Will Smith doesn't get introduced for a while. So he I said that earlier. I, I said that... Um, and I was just saying, like, it's really odd to me, this movie, and it's really funny because Will Smith doesn't get introduced until probably not even, like, 30 minutes in. It's 20 minutes. Like it, he shows up minute 20. They do a quick thing where the kid's running down the hallway, and yep, then finally yep. Will Smith actually has speaking lines in, like, minute 26 or something like that. So interesting. Yeah. And he's, like... He's the main star, kind of. Him and Jeff Goldblum are well, the mains. The thing is, is that this movie does have three main characters: um, Bill Pullman, Will Smith, and Jeff Goldblum. I think that they all have pretty much shared screen time, right? Like it's following each of their individual stories, and then they start to coincide, right? Um, mm-hmm. But and Randy Quaid, and yeah, and that's true. Randy Quaid probably <laughs> does have. That, that's not even a joke, man. He probably has close he, to as much screen time he as has Will very, Smith. Very, very. Uh, he has a lot. And well, I mean, and they start introducing his storyline and let's talk about Randy Quaid for a while. Actually, let's just talk about what he's doing because so he has apparently been crop dusting for the last whatever after Nam, I got into crop dusting, been doing that ever since. Uh, But he is an alcoholic and he was abducted by aliens supposedly 10 years ago and everybody thinks he's crazy, but 
I love the character. I hate his children. I like. Oh my gosh, David. <laughs> Dude, are you not with me on this? Like his son Miguel and whatever the two kids. I can get on board with Miguel. <laughs> I don't know. Miguel, that he's actor. Keanu. That actor sucks. It's yes. just the off brand Keanu. Yeah, he's the poor man's Keanu. Like he really he's is. Shasta. Shasta Keanu. <laughs> Which it kind of sucks to be the off the off brand Keanu because Keanu <laughs> is the strongest actor in the world anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that kid's Keanu's like, whoa, and that kid's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that kid sucks, um, man. And every time he's on Well, the screen, younger kid, Dad, I don't feel good, man. Pull over, pull over man. man. That kid's not Yeah, he's anything. not good either. Uh, the best part about you know that what he whole, is? The, hold on. He's the poor man's... Um, what's the kid that was from Third Rock from the Sun? And then he was... Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, thank you. <laughs> he's he's yeah. the poor man, yeah, Joseph he's Gordon-Levitt. He's the off-brand Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then that and girl then, is... She's fine. She doesn't have... Well, she got to be in a car with the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. That's true. Yeah, very great. Not a bad deal. She didn't get a bad, you know. A yeah, bad and deal she doesn't have enough talking. Movie. She doesn't have enough talking points for me to really judge her performance. Just from the kid asking to pull over and puke, I don't like that kid's performance. He sucks. Yeah, uh, man, I don't feel, feel good. good. Man, pull it pull over, over man. man. But that's probably on Roland Emmerich too. He's like, cut. Yeah, that's fine. We got it. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to get much better, I guess. He's like, cut. I don't care. You're sick. Who cares? Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, the kid's Let's sick. Let's keep going, baby. Pull Aliens over. coming, baby. We must baby. get to this point where he says, Miguel, look. Then we can get Come to the on, point Miguel. where, yeah, then Randy Quaid can say, Miguel, look at all that. Look at all that. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Miguel, you want me to go get Keanu and take your place? No, I'm kidding, dude. Randy- I'm kidding. You're cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid cropped us the wrong field. Also, yep. that farmer that comes up and he's like, I got a whole dang crop full of these. If your dad yeah. isn't here in like 10 yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah. I'm calling somebody else. Way too good looking. He's too good looking to be a farmer? They just, they just got an actor that's way too good looking. It's distracting. Don't you think? I'm sure there's good looking people out there. I know that there's good looking the people out there, but for that role, why do you have this guy that just looks like a dreamboat? He looks he seriously looks like Chris Pratt. <laughs> He's the poor man's Chris Pratt, don't you think? I guess. Yeah. I don't care it doesn't bother me because oh, he was holding okay. carrots. Great. Uh but that guy's whatever. But let us move uh, on. <laughs> so he cropped us the wrong field and then he's hammered and he shows up to the <laughs> diner and those guys make fun of him, which is close to my favorite scene in the movie. Those two guys are so funny. See, the funny thing about them is they show him in the diner. They're talking to him. They're like, <laughs> what you, what they took the- you up into your space. Yeah, we took you up to the spaceship and did all this stuff and they're making fun of him. And they're like, did they abuse you and like, you know, touch you or whatever, you well, know, like said, they kind of get into that. Because I do have a point I want to make about these guys real quick. Okay, you go ahead. Um. I think that, well, the guy that goes up and is talking to Russ is pretty good with his delivery. He seems like kind of just yeah, some jerk of a guy it. that is just making fun of this dude for no reason. But the dude that's sitting seat one, right? If you're looking yeah. at it like a table, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting yeah, in the seat the one position. Um, he has, and I know that that's why he got the job. He is so good at laughing on, on yeah. command. He has the yeah. most brilliant laughs. In, in this entire scene because he's like <laughs> just looks so genuine yeah. when he's like when you went up it the didn't space, sound like that but i know yeah, that wasn't sounded, very good that wasn't very good yeah but he's like when you went up that to the sucked. spaceship did they abuse you sexually or anything yeah and yeah. that guy like spits off his coffee and like is laughing and i, I don't know man 
he gets an A plus on that performance. That is a plus great. Yeah. Makes it so believable. Oh uh, yeah. And he's also got the, his cronies, man. That guy has his little cronies. It's like <laughs> Minetti and Starsky and Hutch. You I think know? He's just, like, he looks like he's like a mechanic or something like that. Yeah. He was wearing yeah. like a mechanics uniform or something like that. Yeah. These guys are just working at the lo- local, like auto place. And then they just come in and terrorize this dude at the local diner. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, let me ask you a question. And maybe you can answer this now or you can answer this later once we dive more into uh, Randy Quaid's character. Do you think he a, he was actually abducted by aliens? Do you think this movie's trying to say that he actually was abducted by aliens? Or do you think he's just crazy but the aliens happen to come? I think, he's, I think he was abducted by aliens. Do this you last not? Time I watched it, this last time I watched it, I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, I think this guy's just an idiot. But... <laughs> You know, when the yeah. aliens showed up, so it kind of gave him some validity to be like, oh, yeah, I got abducted by aliens. Everybody believe me now. But I think he just imagined No, it. I think he got abducted by aliens. He had to. I, he got abducted, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Abducted by aliens, no doubt. Um, <laughs> no doubt. But I do, I do love that callback later when they show those guys. Um, and they, he says the pretty news. much the same thing. He abused him quiet, quiet, sexually. Real quiet. It's great. Gosh. It's a great scene. It's, it makes me crack yeah. up every time. I wish I could beat that guy. I would give him a big I hug and say, reporter, you're one of my favorite parts. There, there's a scene where there's a news reporter on, and it says her name is... Julie um, Moran. Just, yeah. Julie yeah. Moran. Well, she was. That's she wasn't. Julie Moran is a real news uh, reporter. She used to be a oh, broadcaster really? on... Uh, I think she worked for NBC for a long time. Um, but that nice. was like, that was like early nineties. Yeah. Um, but newscasters always have great names. Yeah. There's a name of Warner Rants, So it's great. Um, yeah. but, uh, anyway, back to, back to whatever was going on. If we talk about Whitmore and at that point he has been alerted to the presence of something coming into the atmosphere of the United States. There are multiple objects approaching the United States. He answers the phone. He goes, could you say that again? And they're talking about, uh, and I love they already set up this conundrum of what to do with all these things coming. And he's sitting in, you know, the president's office. And those guys are like, let's get some ICBs and blow it out of the sky. And he's like, you know, let's, uh, we might need to upgrade to DEFCON 3. And that guy's like, tell him we've up- we, the president's yeah. upgraded DEFCON, or DEFCON 3. And he's like, that's not what the president said. And everybody's arguing already. And it does, and, and this is the point I'm trying to make, is that it does seem like this president is a little bit of a pushover. And yeah, when there he's are, young, he's not really too sure. It's well, good character development, actually. It is good character development because he does seem very in control when there is a mission at hand. Like mm-hmm. once everything gets totally out of whack and they're on Air Force One, it felt much more like he's decisive and like, okay, this is what we need to do. Especially this is what we when need to in do. The, the big moment when he fires the guy and all that stuff, he's like, I'm in charge now. This is my deal. Right. And I think blah, that blah, it blah. is very much, I think that his journey is that he is trying to figure out his role as a president. And by the end of this movie, he, he not only finds out, he figures out his role, but he gets the self-confidence that he is the president and he's a good president and he's a good leader. Um, so anyway, I, I enjoy that scene. It already sets that up. But most importantly, there are things approaching like three metropolitan areas in the United States, one LA, one DC, and one mm-hmm. New York. And there's the guy. Oh, there's also the guy from Parks and Rec, the, the Zorg guy. 
remember that episode where there's the guy that predicts doomsday and like there's some big lizard is, is that the is that the guy the that says when we have half the armed for or not to mention all the wives and families and in, in town for the fourth of july something like parade that. something like that yeah yeah okay yeah that i remember that, that vaguely shout out to that guy yeah i don't even um, know his name but but it's a good scene and they're trying to figure it out and they're like okay we're going to send everybody else to uh a bunker and i'm going to stay and then his chief of staff general Great. General Robert Loja. He sticks around with him. And that was the most that's probably the most in a movie where there's aliens and all this crazy stuff happening, that's probably the most ridiculous thing that happens is that the president wasn't dragged out of that room and put in a bunker. Oh yeah. <laughs> like in Absolutely. That, he's like, I'm staying. And there would be like in a situation Secret like that. Service it would be agents. Like, yeah. Mr. President, we're getting you out of here. Sorry, dude. He you would be taken. He would, he would be yeah. taken against his will. Guaranteed. Yeah. 100%. There's no, I mean, you were the most valuable asset we have. Right. You're going. But, you know, whatever. It's sweet for the movie because the movie's awesome. But it's awesome. Bill Pullman, baby. Yeah, we got him, and he's going. He's, the he's doing man. well. Um, hey, Bill Pullman, he was the poll man for the, you know, the elections. I'm Bill Pullman. Oh. Poll man. When they... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm like thinking of oh, all the connotations to that joke, trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, yes. But so then the aliens are approaching the metropolitan areas and he makes that speech and he says something to the effect of the question of whether we are alone in the universe has been answered. Uh, you know, if you need to leave these cities, do so in a orderly fashion. And then it shows and then everybody it, just going nuts and freaking nuts. Just, panicking and stuff and that's about the time that we get introduced to will smith right yeah it's right it's right around that well uh i think when that has all happened you've already been introduced to will smith and all that stuff because it goes to new york city to with all the chaos and i think that's when it like kind of goes to like vivica fox doing something and stuff outside no no not quite no. because they're still they're still having the ships approach oh, yeah, she's those LA big too. areas yeah. and will smith doesn't get introduced until those things have firmly landed over la mm-hmm. and he walks out and he has that cool scene um oh but, such a cool scene but i do i do love the scene and i think that they probably spent a lot of time you doing the cgi and making this all look so good when those ships are approaching those cities and they do it mainly in the clouds, in, they do it kinda, mainly in new yeah. york and it looks looks pretty incredible with that huge cloud approaching and there's those dudes playing basketball and they kind of drop the basketball and look up and all of the new yorkers look like aliens themselves See, they had I, a lot I of weird gonna, looking dudes that they I cast was gonna for say, that i thought they did i was actually gonna note that they did a good job casting like i thought that everybody that they picked for those scenes it was such a diverse weird looking group that it just felt like a normal thing like that it felt like it felt like what, like like what would happen on a new york city street right in a diverse city yeah street. yeah you know there's just like random people business from all guy time. walks up behind some kids playing basketball and right blah, exactly blah, blah. yeah you it know? did seem very much like that i think there was a guy in a suit and then there's like obviously a guy that's running a hot dog stand didn't even show the hot dog stand but i know that that's what he was doing um there was yeah <laughs> there was a hot dog there was stand a involved. pork product of some type around <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> Man, when but then when it starts showing everybody like the cars wrecking and that cop slam, somebody slams into a cop and the cop just like looks back and then just starts looking back up uh-huh. because I can't help but watch this movie and think to myself, what would you do? 
That would be so terrifying because it goes beyond the point where they have the big storm rushing in, but it's the actual spaceship clears the cloud and appears. I mean, oh man, that would be, it would be terrifying, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. But I'd be uh, I'd be in the taxi getting talked to by the guy from Armageddon, <laughs> the taxi driver. Because <laughs> we Armageddon. are in a traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I agree. It's it's really well done. And also, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I mean, would you just turn around and run? Would you be one of those people? Yeah, I'd probably be trying to get out of town. Honestly, I'd just be running. As I don't. Fast I don't know I could. though. I don't know. Maybe maybe you would stay. Because who knows? Nobody knows how this is going to go. And that's the thing is that yeah. everybody's freaking out. But there's also this idea of we don't know what they want yet. Like, we don't know what they're here for. So are they hostile you see or that are thing, they not? And you know that it could destroy everything right there. And that's where Probably. I think that a lot of the people in the government, you know, like the the president and all his advisors, like they don't necessarily like touch on it enough. Cause he barely says at one point, what if they are hostile or something like that? And then the president says like, then God help us or something. But, um, they don't touch on that enough where if you look at it, they are setting themselves up on the chessboard of the earth. They're playing a giant game of risk. So it's clear that they're attacking, you know, yeah. if they were yeah, trying to, to just make up. contact with us, they would have sent one ship down somewhere you know what i mean so they're clearly about to blow up a model of the empire straight uh state building exactly yeah do they Mm -hmm. show do they blow up the empire state building i think so maybe that is what happens they do the capitol building in the white house i Um, love it just like watching these as i've gotten older and seeing like the models the really inner intricate models that they use for these right (laughs) little scenes yeah i never i always kind of wondered when i was a kid like how do they do that How they blow up the White House? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, But let's skip to Will Smith. So Will Smith wakes up. Get him, baby. Yeah. And it's the best. He wakes up. He's taking a leak. He's got an earthquake. Hey, Jasmine. Neighbors are moving out. And she and she does uh she does like a cool native LA thing where she's like, it's not even a four pointer. <laughs> yeah. Go back to bed. It's like nobody would do that. If I feel an earthquake, I'm like, ah, ah <laughs> you know, anything. A two point, one point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking out. No, I'm kidding, seven man. Years. I would freak out if I lived through an earthquake. That'd be nuts. Um but yeah, that was that's funny. But then steps on the toy. Yeah. Shooting the aliens. But by the way, um, the cutest kids in this movie, both that little kid, he was in Little Rascals, and he's so great. Um, he's adorable. He's Yeah, he's amazing. He plays Buckwheat in Little Rascals. And then the girl, it's, you know, as nose as the egg on Plane's face, who she is. She's the, the girl from yeah, Arrested Development. What's her actual name? We should have that. Uh, May Whitman. Yeah, May Whitman. Oh, and she's the voice of Katara. She's the voice of Katara. Like one of the best female heroes in yeah. television history. Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, oh, that kid's name is Ross Bagley. Funny name. Funny name. <laughs> funny name for a funny kid. Yeah. Uh, but he's absolutely insanely adorable in this movie. But I love that scene where he's out reading the paper. And he looks and people are just screaming and running around. And then he looks up and there's just a spaceship because I think it's cool that all the other characters have been up and at them and like trying to figure out what to do. And it's the realistic portrayal of somebody that just slept in until like nine 30 and they wake up like, Oh, seriously, there's just a spaceship parked out in front of on LA 
It's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And he does the, man, I was actually talking to this to my friend Jack last night. He'd be disappointed if I can, couldn't remember. He kind of does, Roland Emmerich kind of does the, uh, the Steven Spielberg zoom in where like he's zooming into the person's face, but like at the same time, like turning the camera a little bit. Yeah. He's like spinning the camera. So like he's zooming in as he's coming forward. So like all the stuff in the background is going further away. I don't know. Right. 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 One of my good friends described it to me last night and it was really interesting, but the focus, I love shots. The focus turns completely to him. Right. Mm-hmm. The camera's focus. Like the camera's um, physically going towards him and it's also like Yeah, yeah, I got you. Staying focused with him. But music music cue right there is really good too. It goes, oh yeah. Like that. It's exactly what happens. You can watch that scene and it'll be just that. But uh and then babe, you want some coffee? Babe, why would you come all the way out to the yard when he's reading? Like, first of all, he's reading the newspaper in the yard. I, I get it, maybe. But then she runs all the way out to give him the coffee when he's going to be coming right back. And that, that scene just seems so funny to me. But seems a little weird. Also seems weird that, uh, well, I don't know, that they would have a house that huge in Los Angeles. I just feel like nobody lives in houses. They well, kind of sit to me. She's also a kinda, stripper in L.A. So she could be making like makes a lot of really lot of good money. money. That's true. Really good money. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. And he's, you know, Air Force high up seems like so. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he's the you know, he's a he's a captain, obviously, but he's, he's eagle the, one. He's the leader of his squadron, whatever, yeah. whatever you call it. But um, yeah, so I mean, it, I don't know how much he'd be making, but. I'm sure that between the two of them, they probably do pretty well. And it well. looks like they live a ways out of the city, too. It, like, yeah. it looked like maybe they live in the valley or somewhere. I don't know yeah, where don't it know. was, but... Not sure. Um, but, so anyway, he, he goes to, he goes to uh, the Air Force Base in uh, Del Toro. And that's when he meets Harry Connick Jr., who also... Ooh. Man, Harry Connick Jr. is so good in this movie. Jimmy. He's, he's great. He's also doing... He's kind of pulling... Um, he he's probably given it about one hundred and thirty percent. I'd say, I oh, think yeah. he's he's overacting it quite a bit, but it works for the movie because he's, it makes a solid impression on you as a Jimmy character. Wilder. Yeah, he's. I mean, great. he's only in it for ten minutes of fifteen minutes of the film. He maybe has 30. he has about two scenes, right? No, three yeah, two scenes. scenes. He says the booty. He does the yeah. whole speech and he's Which, down on one name. That's probably the first. I love that. There's a couple really good lines in this movie, but that's a really good bit. When he's Stevie, this is a wedding ring. And he looks up at Will Smith and that guy walks back with the towel and's like, hey. and it looks like they're proposing yeah. to each other. That's yeah, a really, like that's yeah. a funny bit. I cra- that cracks me up every time. Also, Will Smith gets the letter from NASA kind of saying, you know, sorry. Yeah, you know, he gets we rejected. So great we, skill, we find out that he's always wanted to, to go to space, right? And that's, I think that that's... Which is interesting. I think Sweet. that that's his character arc, is that he he has very high ambitions, and he doesn't... Oh, he's being told baby. that he cannot rise to those high ambitions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this guy. I love okay. Will Smith. Cool. No, yeah. I'll me, get to him, though. Yeah, yeah he's great. He's great. Um, so he's... Oh man, it's so good. And we find out that he's respected in, in his group and, and I love that. Um let's take it back to 
Where are we at? It's kind of it's difficult to remember the timelines and who's 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 it at. pops around. I'd say we're getting closer to the point where David and his dad are driving to the White House. Right. And so, yeah, at that point, David's running around. He's like, I got to see it goes to the top of the roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that guy's like, there's an old David. abandoned bomb shelter at the bottom of this building. <laughs> and the guy, and then that guy immediately goes, OK, everybody down to the basement. Everybody go yeah. down to the basement. Walk, don't run. <laughs> it's oh, man. What is that dude's name? He that is guy. Harvey Fierstein. Or, excuse me, Harvey Fierstein. Uh, he's great, man. He's he was in Miss Doubtfire. He was in. Oh my a gosh, other he things. is so good in Miss Doubtfire. That's right. He's good. He's good in a, a couple little '90s things, and then it looks like he kind of just trailed off. But you know what? He has so good in. This. He has the worst joke in the whole movie, though, and it bugs me every time when he goes. Why? I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my thera- or therapist or something. And he goes. Yeah, I gotta I call can... my therapist. I gotta call my mother. And he goes. I gotta, I gotta call, call my, my lawyer. lawyer. Eh, forget my lawyer. Uh, you don't like it? It bugs you? It bugs me because it's so cheese. Like, Amy, I had favorite line potential for that one. Oh, no way. Oh. I don't, I just don't like it. It just it it seems like it seems way it's too much of a setup. His delivery is so poor. It's yeah, exactly. It's so bad, but that's what makes it so good to me because he's <laughs> like, and eh, forget my lawyer. It could be a good <laughs> like, line, but it's, it's like a not show. a good delivery at all. But okay, good call. Um, well, he's a fierce actor, Fierstein. Um Very nice. Um, something. Any, but so he, so then David, he is slowly figuring this thing out and he figures out that the aliens are using our satellites to coordinate a worldwide attack movement, right? And so he finds in that signal that's embedded in our satellites and it works because he also is working for a media uh, corporation. So he's able to tap into the satellites um, and he sees that there's a countdown. And so he gets the countdown on his, on his computer. And I, his computer, I, and I love that. that. And I love watching this movie as an adult because it's all these little things that I didn't really quite catch on to when I was little because I was stupid. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Ooh. but now it's like, Oh, okay. This, this plot's actually pretty good. You know, I think it's all, it's all very, I think it is too. I think it's well written. It's also, very fun fact, easy. It all is, you know, it's all seamless. It's and very, very convenient. Easy, convenient. Yes. But it's a lot of good. things are like, it's so convenient. It's like when Will Smith goes and finds Vivica Fox and just like lands. <laughs> that, that was one of the big ones today that I thought about. I was like, gosh, that's so, but I mean, how he goes, in the world would he find her? But he, he goes back to Del Toro, the, you know, the air force base, air that, base. That, yeah. But I mean, why, you know, that was the first place he yeah, went to go check. I don't know. Fun fact, uh, I guess Roland Emmerich and, and somebody else, who's the other writer, uh, Dean Devlin, they wrote this in under a month. It was like three and a half weeks. They wrote this entire script. It probably works because I would imagine that there was a lot of adaptation of lines going on. You know, I, I bet that the script was Jeff constantly. Jeff Goldblum, apparently, he, like, he improvised a ton of his stuff. Which is As great. he always does. Yeah. Like Thor Ragnarok, yeah. they gave him like free reign. And you I know. think that, and then we can get into the Jeff Goldblum arc, is that he ruined his marriage because he didn't have any ambition. He was happy with staying stagnant and where stagnant. he was. Yeah. Right? And it was, that's enough for him. He, it's not even stagnant in his own life. He, he was just happy being married to her and working for whoever he was working for. But she had high ambitions and he was dragging her down. And what did so, she say? I wanted something special or something like that? 
you know, haven't you always wanted, haven't you ever wanted to be part of something special? And then he slams down that bottle. Of liquor he and he slams the bottle. It's like, I was. The only thing you cared about was your liquor cabinet. The only thing you cared about. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you what? ever cared about was your liquor cabinet. It's a quote from the Will Ferrell audition tape for SNL. Um, um, but, but yeah, no, I was part of something I, special. I, I was part of something special. And that kind of hit me today. Gave me, gave me a couple of goosebumps. Right. Cause right. I was like, wow, that's yeah. It's very, very sweet scene. Very sweet. Um, But so then they get on the road and they're like, we got to go tell. (laughs) Let's go. Come on. We got to go. Yeah. Well, the only schmuck's trying to get in. cutting me off. He's like, there's nobody (laughs) cutting you off. Go ahead. Faster than we are. Just just, just, just get there. I I don't don't want to argue. I love that. I love that. The banter. They want HBO. They call you. The president's not going to call you. (laughs) He's like, you're the cable guy. Man, I love that His dad is so funny, man. He is. He's I think uh just to mention it again because I know you want to talk about it in resurgence um they that guy is still in it and there's a few scenes in that I we only saw it the once so I really don't know what I'm talking about I don't remember. but I think I remember like the only parts I enjoyed were that guy Right right No yeah he he's great he's a good actor He looks too. like a shlamiel <laughs> he's got so much like good Jewish stuff in this movie it's great yeah, very good Jewish humor I love it, it. um but when they, I like when they get there because he's like, you know, he's like, well, if I have known I'd meet the president, I would have worn a tie. The president. You know, and he's yeah. like, you, you hit the president? <laughs> and he just, yeah. he has just like the everyday person meeting the president type thing. Whereas uh, David's kind of like, I'm a super intelligent human being and I have met the president before. Like I probably could have been working here if I wanted to. I could have done anything I wanted because I'm that intelligent. Um, MIT. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, we didn't actually, I didn't actually finish that thought on David's character arc is that at the end of the movie, he does reach that ambition level, right? He, in her eyes, he does something that's so worthy, but at the same time, she should just love him. Yeah, it's like, do you even want her back? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe we can dive into that later. Um, but then David tells that. And I love how David tells the president his theory on what's happening and what he's figured out. And then Whitmore immediately walks in and is like, we all got to get out of here. Evacuate everybody. Get out. I love that too. Cause the president at first is like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't want to see you. And then as soon as he talks, he's like, okay. Oh yeah. This guy's brilliant. I wish that he would have called earlier and gotten, you know, gotten that point across. Cause he calls her and then she hangs up and then he goes to her. So, which is another thing, they're not going to allow anybody into the White House <laughs> at a moment like this. Nobody's getting in, even mm. if it's some. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It probably would have been closed off. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't think anybody but the president could let somebody in, right, <laughs> to right. the White House, and even then. Yeah. So then, okay, so we know where the president and David are at, and Will Smith is at his base, right? And it doesn't really show what he's doing other than um, that one scene being where he awesome. gets proposed to, <laughs> other than being awesome. Um, but it shows Vivica A. Fox, and she's just at work. She goes to strip on the night she that the away. aliens have landed. You, that you is ridiculous. There's no what way she would have gone to work out. that night. Well, because I know that, um, well, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And also I know that it's probably at night, but the scene just before it takes place kind of seems like in the morning ish, like early in the morning. And then they immediately kind of cut to her there like pretty soon. And so for some reason, I just always have this feeling that it's like 
1230 or 1 p.m. in the afternoon and she's and she's doing that right um she's you know up there or nothing better than like, the daytime shift at a strip strip joint yeah but i'm sure it's <laughs> it probably is more like five or six it kind of seems yeah. like because that chick's gonna go there after work and stuff and is it light out whatever. in la at like Tiffany. five or six at night well it depends on was it yeah july 4th it doesn't get dark till eight o'clock yeah, it's got to be late. So. They said six hours, but maybe that was more in the afternoon. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. The thing is, the thing that bugs me about this movie is Tiffany promised that she's not going to the top. And she's she not gonna still go wave goes. The sign. She promised. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. What an idiot. Like It was a fake promise. I knew it. I um, knew it. As soon as yeah, she promised, she, goes, she promise, looked at her. Promise me you won't go up there, girl. And she goes, okay, I promise. I promise. She's still going. Well, now you're dead, Tiffany. <laughs> you know, man. I don't well, know got, though. Like, yeah. Could you imagine if you were talking with somebody when that was going on, and they're like, "No, I really want to get there, and I want to go and welcome the aliens." I'd be like, "Dude, forget that, man." Is this somebody that you really even want in your life? Yeah. You know, like, dude, let's go, and we'll let people figure this let's out. Analyze and our then priorities once, here. Once we start welcoming them to our society or something like, once they come we down and are visiting, we can get to know yeah. the aliens. You know, we're not going to go directly under their ship. Yeah, be the first people to get either met by an alien or killed by an alien. I think I'll just wait. Um, but anyway, I'm going to take a firm pass on dying. Big pass. Yeah, <laughs> tonight. I am also firm pass on going and standing on the very tip top of like a super tall building. Anyway, yeah, bail in it like a, like a helipad of a That's, very tall. But building. here's my thing: firm is pass that for me, she's on, She's working. She's stripping that night. There's no way she would have gone. And then when they're up on the top of that, the building, poles are open. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. See, that was good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. Nice pole, man. Um, but hey, yeah, but. Uh, also, there's the police helicopters that are surrounding that thing and are like, please evacuate. Stay off of here. Come on. I think you got bigger fish to fry than like trying to get these wackos off the top of a building. You know what I'm saying? I know. Just let them be. Well, also, how'd they get up there? I also don't Who's love letting the word. these people into the base of the building and letting yeah. them all the way up no, there. No, that's a good point, too. I don't love the word that I just said wacko. That just, I don't know if I love that term. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just it's said It's fine it. with me. It came out, but whatever. Um, it's fine. You get a pass for wacko. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's but cool. so then, and so, but then, so we find out aliens are hostile. They are gonna blow everybody up and so at the same time they blow up whatever that building is in la i don't know what that big tall one that they're standing on top of it's like it's the uh it's the bank downtown i think it's a usa bank now or something because it's an eye bank on of the america of it. yeah it was an eye and probably some first interstate thing or something like that but now i think it's like bank of america or for or i don't know yeah, but yeah it's like the tallest building in downtown la right i think it i mean there might be a taller building down there now just drove down there last night, but I guess I wasn't. Do you, how often do you actually pay attention to the skyline when you're down there Never. trying to like look at yeah. the buildings? Um, but <laughs> we're just going, is it the 110 South or 110 North? Like last <laughs> night we completely missed our exit coming home. We missed our exit and then we were stuck in bumper to bumper traffic going North. We had to get off the exit. And I was just at that point, I was like, it was nine o'clock and I was like, is there a coffee? place around here (laughs) well you just jump off and get on sepulveda and that'll probably take you right there you are far away (laughs) i have no idea you're on the opposite 
<laughs> I know it's just a line from the Californians. Okay, um, Trey, what are you eating here? Uh, but and so then they blow up all the buildings, and that's maybe the coolest part of the whole movie is watching all of those buildings get blown oh, up. This is one thing I wanted to I wanted to note. Um, the music when he says checkmate because they're on the Air Force One, they run out, and he looks at the he looks at the laptop, and he goes dang dang or whatever. And he goes, time's up and says that the music doesn't start again until pretty much all the explosions have happened. Yeah. If you notice. And I love that. I never noticed that. But like, it's just completely silent. And you just let all the chaos fill the sound. Screams, explosions, uh, you know, boomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good poll. No, yeah, it's completely silent from that point forward. And it shows them uh they're getting on to they had to they had to take a helicopter over to Air Force One and so they're trying to lift mm-hmm. off and then it shows all those people die on that building in LA and in New York, uh a similar thing happens with maybe the Empire State Building, and then it just shows pretty much people dying in masses. And I like how that initial mm-hmm. blast, everybody pretty much has a friend that died in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vivica yeah, Fox had name? a friend, and then um, David has Jeff his Goldblum buddy. Had, yeah, David dies. has Harvey. The president's yeah. wife gets killed pretty much, essentially, in that initial blast. Um, yeah. But anyway, there's, so there's just a lot that happens in that blast, and it's great. And I really like, you know, that one guy when the car gets flipped up on him and he goes, oh, crap. And then, you know, that that's a really cool move. And just the chaos of that scene is, is I love really it when well I mean, you know me, I just love it when a bunch of people die and stuff. Right. Um, you love mass death. But I love mass death. Um, I just like it when a director's kind of just announces that he's going there, you know? Right. Like with that little side character, when David's he, friend, he's like, kill you off. Boom. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that tons of people are going to die in this thing. So it makes so, sense. Yeah, you got you to um, figure people are going to die. Coolest yeah. shot of the movie is probably the White House getting blown up. I also like when it hits the Capitol building. That looks really cool. Um, but then I think that, yeah, so it goes dead silent almost the entire time. And then, you know, there's like the scene of like the guy up in the top of that building, like sorting files. And you're like, what are you doing, man? Get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, why, oh, isn't, yeah. why isn't everybody yeah. gone already? Um, I feel bad for all the people that are stuck in traffic. Uh, but there's just there's just so much going on. But right then, then it shows the plane and they're all like, you know, holding their holding the sides and kind of freaking out, not knowing if they're going to get away or not. And then it does the aerial shot of the plane getting away from the fire as it slowly approaches. And the music mm-hmm. goes, then and 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 then yeah um echo base i found them type situation <laughs> yeah that does kind of sound um, like no, that okay, star I'm wars kidding. reference but uh there's a lot of star warsy stuff like the beginning when the ship's like just straight overhead right and going over the camera i like that um but yeah there's that whole scene and they blow up that there, there's like you kind of have a bunch of that stuff interspersed in the beginning that's 
pretty fun. Well, they jump around a ton, it shows, but it doesn't feel like too much. And it does show like the military and the United States government trying to figure out what to do. You know, there's the welcome wagon that goes up there, like flashing bright lights as if that's going to do anything. I mean, how else do you communicate? I guess though, um, that like they tried that. And then at the more of the beginning, it shows like, um, you know, a couple naval vessels, like, uh, we cannot tell what's going up on our scanners. Like look at the infrared, it's out of control. Um, when it's really just a spaceship flying over them and then it shows those guys on uh you know like an airplane and they slam into the fire and like they all get burned alive which is Mm. such a horrible that that one always like breaks my heart watching all those dudes that just like go into the fire and it's like oh that sucks dude um so yeah you know there's a lot of that uh, interesting stuff that happens there one more shot that i think maybe we already passed or maybe not but there's a satellite that's in space they just kind of cut to like a satellite in space and it's moving towards the big spaceship in space or something that's coming out like there's a big spaceship in space and it moves around and you see the satellite going towards it and it kind of just looks like it's going to hit right away and then they kind of do like the realistic how far it actually would be away and it just keeps drifting towards it keeps drifting towards it keeps drifting towards it until you kind of lose sight of it and then it blows up. Yeah. And I love that you kind of get the scope of how huge it is. And I love that the, the, I mean, those ships are enormous, you know, like that, that other ship is, you know, like close to the, it's like a third of the size of the moon or something like that. They said it's like close, you know, it's like, and it's like their holder, like they, they take life and supposedly it was their entire civilization which yeah the second one ruins but um i did like that idea that they're like that. on a giant yeah. ship moving their entire civilization around with that things like 500 kilometers you know in distance so like 300 miles um and then the smaller ships are like 15 miles in diameter or something like that so i mean man it's crazy it's enormous they're giant um but yeah, and then everybody dies, and uh, they get the Air Force One is up in the air. And yeah, now that's out of the way. Right. You know, now it's like, okay, that happened. That they attacked. sucked. Now we're at war. Right. And then the next thing that happens... I think then we got Will Smith going then, up yeah, in the air. I think it's uh, Big Willie's Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Big Willie style. Na, 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 na. He's moving. Let's do it. And then, and then the Willennium. Here we go. Yeah. It's uh, here and I like it. <laughs> oh, I almost said we did that. Casbah. When it turned 2000, when it turned 2000, we pressed play on track number one on Willennium. Oh, uh, we did, man. I and remember we doing that. Danced. Yeah. We were with two of our other friends that so are like hard. similar ages to both of us. And we danced Willennium uh, in the year 2000. I was 12 and you were eight, eight. So we were, we were young enough that I'm not that embarrassed that we did that. (laughs) No, I would still do it. (laughs) You kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I would, I totally would do that. Um, heck let's do it this year. Sure. We'll be together in the new year. Hey, we will. Let's hit millennium right there. Millennium. Instead of singing. Gosh, we're so annoying on new year's. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, but yeah, and so they are like, okay, well, that sucked. So now we're going to launch an attack, an aerial combat attack on these spaceships. And it shows, oh man, that like freaking Harry Connick Jr. and Will Smith walking in and 
getting into their planes is so good. Before that, I even where he's like, "Hey, pay attention," and then he's like, "Captain Hill, you have anything to add?" And Will Smith goes, "No, nah, I'm just looking forward to kicking a little ET's ass up there." You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know. I was just about to say it. I was just about to be like, "I'm gonna pull my card for this one" because I wanted to say that line. The one swear perfect. card. You can go ahead, yeah. say it twice. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Just looking forward to kicking ET's ass. Oh, he says, yeah. and then he says, "That's all." Following it, that's right. That's all. Um, this great scene, and you can see. Oh yeah, Will Smith. Everybody loves Will Smith. Everybody likes oh, him. Oh gosh, he's funny too. All of his he's buddies funny. like him. They're he's big fans. Talented. He's a great. I mean, we haven't seen that he's a pilot, but I'm pretty sure he's a good pilot. At this point in the movie, I'm like, I think this guy is good pilot, good father, special. good friend. You know, he's all of the above. He's yeah. got a lot of good. And stuff like, that's going not even him. his kid. Yeah, you know, but he's still looking after him. Not even his kid, but he's he such still a good loves guy. Him. Such a good guy. He's serious. He got the kid fired. Works. Oh my gosh, I cannot say enough about him. <laughs> he's good. Uh, but then they get up in the air, and very cool dogfight. I like that this movie is so like that's the action was, in this movie to, is like, that the dog scenes for this. Thinking that because one, I really yeah, like. Yeah. I was close to it because I I love it. Like yeah. I love. When they do that I twice, when they're approaching, you know, and Eagle 20, Fox 2, all that stuff. I, I have I have my favorite line in here, though. Should I go ahead with that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, it's to Jimmy, and uh, they say, lead us out, Reverend, or something like that. Remember, they say something. What, what, how does that, how do they lead in with that? It's like, lead us in, Reverend. Are you talking about the actual speech that he gives? Yeah. Well, and also, I forget who the, who the Reverend is. What's the guy's name? I just know the line. I don't know if great. he's actually trying to do. I don't know who he's doing. To be honest, I, I he's like know. as the great reverend somebody says, and he goes. He doesn't actually say. Why? Oh, he doesn't actually say who it is. He just says as the great reverend said. Okay, perfect. Because yeah. uh, before goes, that, uh, he's looking down and he's like, "Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep interrupting you every time." But uh, and he goes, "What?" He, but he says uh, something like, "I hope I'm sure she got out of there, man." And then he says. Can I do it? Okay. He goes, why we are here. Dang it. See, I already know. Sorry, now I got you all psyched up. Psyched up. Just do it. You got it. Why we are on this particular mission, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the Black Knights will emerge victorious once again. That's your favorite and the line? the way that he's... Favorite line of the movie. Yeah. It's great. It's I awesome. Mean, I, I could go with other stuff, but I chose... Right some things to work in other things because that line stuck out to me today. Cause I was like, man, Jimmy is so great. And that leading into this first initial attack on aliens is like, boom, nothing pumps you up more. I know it's so good. Pullman. I also like, um, that's a really good choice. I would have probably, that's probably in my top, I don't know, 20 top 20. Maybe top 15. <laughs> I don't know if it would make top 10. Um, but I do like when they both get into the the jets and uh, Harry Connick Jr. points at him and goes, you the man. So cool. It's great. Love those dudes. They're um, just cool. They're best buddies. I know. It's awesome. And then I, want, then, I see. I want to know more about them. Like how yeah. long have they known each other? Yes. Yeah, just probably just flight school buddies. Maybe. Probably. I mean, they probably just have been serving together for a while and are good friends. Um, but I do like, uh, so it's a good dog fight, right? They approach and then they find out that they're shields. A couple of guys, there's too then many of them, you know, does that. Oh. And he's like, yeah. total, Pull total staff failure, sir. And then he runs into the thing and it's, and then you pretty much see that all of them die except for Stephen Hiller. And yep. he gets out 
And when he, oh, so, but then Jimmy dies. Yes, that is, and he lets out. Well, the, wait a minute. Where are you going? You're just flashing past Jimmy. Okay, sorry. You go ahead. No, you're you. just nuking Jim, nuking Jimbo, <laughs> huh? Okay. Sorry. And Jimmy dies. <laughs> no big deal. Um, and then we got Will Smith, who's the best ever. <laughs> God, jeez. I mean, I don't even well, know what else what to you say. About but it's just say like, it. Go ahead, say it. He's great. We well, see. That's the thing. It's like I don't even know what, what to you say. Like his now. Christmas album. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? Mom has it on all it the time. Not, yeah, it might not. Yeah, it might not. Like, uh, He's just so handsome yeah. and talented. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like Justin Timberlake. Gosh, and he can dance too. He's just so talented. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love everything that they're doing in there. And they go through like the little nooks and stuff and in the desert. And I think they're getting close to like Nevada and all that. Um, and then Jimmy... Because, yeah, he must have been uh, heading east. I got, I'm going to try something, and he starts pulling up. I used to reenact this all the time with a ski mask when I was younger. Right. And he's like, I'm going to try something. And he's like, don't, you, can, you can't pull up that fast. You do the gym, you do the Harry Connick Jr. lines. So say, say your other line. Say your first what? line. Okay, I'm going to try something. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, 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 you know you can't bake at that speed. <laughs> I can do it, man. I can do it. Get your bass back on. That's an order, Marine. <laughs> I can't breathe. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, no. Jimmy, no. Oh, man. I'm so sorry for everybody's ears. I did that right into the mic still. I'll fix it. Yeah. yeah sorry I mean, about that. I was so distracted. Like, I was having fun until you did that. And then I, I was know. like, man, you you're just the... screamed into your microphone. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy that has to do that. So here, try it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> Jimmy, no. <laughs> Here, I'll try it again. <laughs> Jimmy, no. <laughs> Jimmy, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. But Jimmy oh, dies. So it is. Bye bye. <laughs> See you here, country. <laughs> Who cares? Whoever what really cares about new? him. The new toot sound you're doing <laughs> to say that you don't care about I'm trying out some things this podcast. Yeah, it's Try good. It I mean, we're going on an hour 20, so this one's going to be like three hours long. Um, yeah, I know. But it's great. I'll edit it. I'll cut this all out. Yeah. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> Every time I say that on a podcast, I'm like, oh, I'll cut it out. Never it's always cut it out. still in the Just podcast. In. Um, yes. Anyway, but uh, and then but the, the actual the chase that that Stephen Hiller has with this alien through the canyons and the crevices and stuff is really so great. tight when he like goes sideways and runs through that little crack and he's like, put it there. So good. Yeah. Um, See, the thing is all his friends just died. He still manages a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's essential. Even if you're like, even if you died, I'd so still great. have to be able to crack a joke at this alien. That's chasing yeah, he's me. Still. It's like, he still is the man. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Hope you got airbags. Dumps the parachute Gosh. on him. So good. Yeah. Seriously, that whole scene and then going into him landing. Okay, this is why Will Smith is the coolest. So he walks up saying all this stuff. Do you remember what he's saying? He's like, you know. Look at you. Ship all yeah, banged up. Who's Ship the man? Banged up. Who's the man? Who's the man? Yeah. yeah. And I, gosh, I love it. He just does this so well. And then spaceship, he opens up the spaceship. Alien pops out. Will Smith punches an alien in the face. He's so cool that he can punch an alien in the face and, and knock it out. And he says one of the best one-liners of all time. Welcome to Earth with an F. 
but with an F. <laughs> welcome to Earth. <laughs> he really he's a, it's it. a really soft pronunciation on the it is it almost he's is an great F. though but yeah he's so good so no, good. and it, like it goes back to things even in the early, you know earlier in the mo- movie she's like uh you're not as charming as you think you are and he goes yes i am yeah and it's just like he has this personality that is just he just uh, uh and i'll talk about him more later. yeah and well I'm back in the day going. will smith i mean going. he's the best in the biz um he's the man but um yeah and then he says now that's what i call close encounter and that's, that's also close that's also very good i also really like that and i think you have some of the randy quaid stuff mixed in here uh they're yeah. they're making their way through the desert and i think that they run into him let's not talk about that mm-hmm. quite yet but um then jeff goldblum and the president are up in the air david so gets air, air sickness all that stuff and then they get in that huge argument talking about whether they should nuke them and all that stuff and also um, the father has that quick little cute conversation with the David's father. the father with David's wife. Uh, what's her name? Margaret Collin. Um, or yeah. So Margaret Collin, she's having a conversation. He's like, I still see love there. She's like, love was never the problem. All you need is love. John Lennon. Good man. John Lennon. Shot in the back. Very sad. Just such a random <laughs> thing to say, but fun. Funny conversation. But we love it. Very but the cute. fans love it, don't they? Yeah. We can go up, we can go down, we can go forward, we can go side to side, and then David pukes. Um But at that point, then uh doesn't Julius Levinson, the dad, he's like, You wouldn't we all be dead for my David? I love that when he stands up for his son. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're a good all talking about and they're like, you know, how dare you say something to and then he's like, Hello, my son just saved all of you. Right. You would be dead if it was not for him. Like, show him some respect. I love that. Right. It's great to see. And, you know, this movie makes so much sense because it's everything just happens in an orderly way and all of the events lead to this and that. And I think that that conversation is like the best example like of I they're said, arguing like, about I think the nukes. Writing is really great. And, yeah, they're arguing about nukes. And then that guy comes in there and has that conversation just defending his dad and he's like you know this is your guys's fault like you should have been prepared and there's like there's no way we could have been prepared who would have known and he's like there was that thing area 51 the bunker you know and they're like i and the president says um i can tell you there is no area 51 and then the secretary of defense says that's not entirely accurate and they find out that there is an area 51 and that's what gets them to go to area 51 and that's where the rest of the movie takes place and yeah, data yeah, absolutely. Brent Spiner. We'll get into Spiner. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Boomer? I feel like we kind of, <laughs> we kind of passed right on by Boomer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. What do you got to say? Well, Did that, Vivica Fox. Are you feeling rough about it? Ooh. Yeah. Um, by a while, baby. Yeah. I mean, Boomer already Who lost his paw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's running and Boomer freaking makes it. He makes it through the whole movie. It's great. Yeah, no, that's, and you know, what's really funny is I watched this movie with mom and dad and dad before she said Boomer, he was like, well, got to get Boomer. And he just knew the name yeah, of the dog. Yeah, make, make sure, yeah. <laughs> it's the way I she know said the name the, of the, I know the name of the dog, but I don't even know the name of like the secretary of defense. His name, his I don't, Albert. If, if you would ask me, but if you would, would ask me what Will Smith's name is in independence day, at any time, I could not tell you Captain Stephen Hiller. Really? But if you ask me the dogs, probably not, no. I just know him as Will Smith. <laughs> right. And I know, that, I know that Jeff Goldblum is David something. 
I can always remember David, but Captain Stephen Hiller. I I don't know. He's just Will Smith in every movie. I don't know his name. What's his name in in uh, Bad Boys? Uh, Mike Lowry. Good yeah. call. But yeah, I mean that's he always. Yeah, that's a good point though. He is always Will Smith, regardless of what movie. He's, he's always in. just Will Smith yeah. to me. Um, but so then they go to the they go to Area Fifty One. And that is love it. Like the coolest sequence in the movie. It's so fun. Um, so they go down there, and that guy's like, "Yeah, this is a clean room. So if you all go to decontamination," and the president's like, "Open the door." <laughs> and love it. He's, he's like, already feeling it. And then that guy's like, "Ah, uh, act like seriously." You have to decontaminate, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be so funny if you just was like, no, I'm sorry. I really can't let you in. That's also that's like that's awesome that you're recognizing that you're in charge and you're having a big character moment. But you do got to <laughs> Yeah, you're going to like you got some nasties gonna, on you. You're going to ruin like, you know, 60 years of work that these people have been doing. Well, I yeah, guess at this I can point, clearly see a little like goo 40, on your elbow. Yeah, <laughs> there's goo. It's like you have goo on you. Um but you clearly uh, have applesauce on your. But then they they're walking through, and so hands. obviously there is like this testing center, and they they have aliens and all this stuff. And he goes, "Where do you where do you get funding for something like this?" And Julius Levinson goes, "You know, think they spend twenty thousand dollars on a hammer, thirty thousand dollars on a toilet seat, do you?" It's seriously like the most smart Alec line in the whole movie, and it's so funny that that scene kills me. I love that line; it's amazing. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great, great bit. He's probably that might be the funniest thing in the whole movie to me. Um, He's doing a little home improvement for the government, right? Sure, um, but then they meet Brent Spiner, and. Uh, he's my favorite of the side characters. Um, Obviously, see that's, I that's the thing. Main... Maybe we need to start doing that. Maybe we need to start doing that because I had Jimmy as my favorite character, and then I was like, by the end of the movie, I was like, but I can't. And no, because your your main character is gonna have to be Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, or Bill Pullman. It's one of those mm-hmm. three. It has to be. has to be. And there's just nothing you can do. Randy Quaid, maybe. You know, he's like on a good day. He's pulling from the bench for sure. But I mean, he's fine. Um, but you're always rooting for him. Yeah, exactly. No, totally. He's he's definitely. But uh, anyway, so um, but Brent Spiner is he's my favorite side character, and he's probably my favorite performance of the movie because he is so great as Doctor Oaken, and uh, he just he's makes incredible. He makes this. Yeah. He makes the movie. He makes me so happy when he appears on screen, and so he leads them down and he shows them. You know, oh, we know tons about them and all that stuff. And they see the alien ship that they have. They actually have alien spacecraft. The and little then, lights aren't twinkling. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "It's been Christmas the last twenty four hours have been really exciting." And the president snaps and goes, um, exciting? "Exciting! People are dying out there. Exciting isn't actually the yeah. word I would choose to describe it." And then. I like Dr. Oaken goes, uh, he's like, Hey, you guys want to see him? And he does like the eyebrow. He does the, the look, double eyebrow the raise. And then welcome to the freak, the freak show, the fr- freak show. Supposed to be funny. I also like that line. Very nice. I love everything he says. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can't go wrong with Spiner. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't like clearly just spell out to you why, but just no, I love that a character. He's great. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot, I don't really know him from much. I just know his probably his best role of all time is dude. Where's my car as the Frenchman. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. I completely forgot about that role. That is so good. 
Nah. <laughs> what does he say? Like, what's something that he says in that? Like, the, the, I think you're trying to say honorable. Is that honorable? Yeah, honorable. 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 And you're trying to say honorable. It's <laughs> yeah, just what's that guy's name? <laughs> Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Yeah. Oh, anyway, dude, where's my car? Great. Real, hey, real lops up doy last night. Um, lops up doy. <laughs> so, no, so then Chris, they one hundred dollar bill. <laughs> so they, go, they go to they go to the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and then and then you put in a brown paper bag because I'm ready to eat. They go to the freak show and they have the three giant vials with aliens in it, and this is something that is misleading because those aliens look really big in those things, but I think it's just the water and the round shape of the tube that's magnifying it, so they look really big. But how big do you think these aliens really are? It, that well, other they, one well, in the body the looks really one. small, yeah. and it's I think tiny. that that's how they all are. I think that if these aliens were must be magnified, I think that that alien would probably stand at like four feet tall. I think that they are yeah. like really like they're little green men, you know, not green really, but they're you know they're little guys. So I don't, I don't know. I think that they're small, but they're and not cute little. No, they're little horrible guys, looking. You know? They're an organic life form, as Bill Pullman says, but they they communicate telepathically, which I think is really interesting. They God, don't so, see, they what, don't what have any them? vocal cords, right? And yeah. so they have to communicate with an extrasensory some sort of perception. And oh, I'm, I'm using so like exact weird. word verbiage out of the movie, but I mean that's what they are and it's very cool. Um but then they have that bio uh biomechanical suit that they wear which makes them much larger than an average human being and much stronger than a human being um but they still walk on like a folded over <laughs> foot with like two i know little prods i don't know there was a weird the way it walked was really weird like that thing's really tough but you can take it down pretty easy right right <laughs> no yeah seriously um but anyway i think that they i think that the aliens in this are very interesting and i do really like their take on it they're horrifying to look at um Absolutely. they're very well, scary aliens the biggest one of the biggest things is those eyes that they have like the silver eyes right you know it's, it's like, like and i think they those look like, like slide in or something like, like that sunglasses. but like yeah it's like a sunglasses thing because if they just had normal eyes they just had like kind of cutesy, like little brown eyes or something like that. Then it's like you could almost see them as being like, oh, kind of cute. You yeah, know? but it's like just, little ET eyes in them. But it's just those freaking eyes. It's, it's like, oh my god, the blackness, the blackness in and the, the tentacles eyes. too. The, blah, 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 the little wee, little ugh. They are disgusting. Yeah, gross tentacles. Yeah, I agree. Um, so they go in there and they see those. And then at that point, I think that that's when Will Smith pops back He's up because he has He's to get there. It. And I love the the shot of him walking through the desert. That's one of my favorite shots in the movie. Me too. Like all white sand. Right. And he's dragging it. Could have been at a barbecue. That that line. Love that line. Yeah. Um, Oh no! Yeah, could have been a bar- could have been a barbecue, but you're yeah. all right, man. You're all right. Yeah, <laughs> he's just gone insane. Then he gets picked up. And what and the that hell is, is that yeah. smell? And just starts yeah. beating the crap out of it. I'm sorry that that whole bit right there is really great to me. I love that whole scene. It's, it's just so good. Just, yeah, yeah. And then he gets picked up by some guy in the truck. Uncle and, Eddie is around there. Right. Right. Yeah. He's in one of those. Yeah, yeah. He talks to Randy Quaid for a second. And then they pull up to that gate. And, you know, the guys are like, you can't go through here. 
you know, you don't have proper clearance. You don't have clearance. Yeah. This is my clearance. Chosen. Maybe I should just leave this here with you. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Maybe I should just leave this here with you. Get the hell out of the way. I, it's so good. I wish I could say things like that. Yeah, you're not Will Smith. If I tried to say that, somebody would be like, would you? That's not how you, you know. Gosh, Will Smith is so cool in this movie. Yeah. He's so He's good. so cool. He's like crazy. Maybe a year or two older than you, a year or two younger than me. He is the Michael B. Jordan of the 90s. Because Michael B. Jordan's so cool now, like Creed. The thing is, is that Michael B. Jordan is really cool. Will Smith was cool and funny. He's funny. Yeah, because yeah, Will Smith true. is actually very comical. He has very good delivery. I don't think mm-hmm. that Michael B. Jordan's very funny. And so, he's a dancer, and he's a rapper, lyricist. Right, yeah. I mean, Will Smith has just got so much going for him. We need somebody else like Will Smith to pop up because he's great. Bruno Mars is, if Bruno Mars could have been an actor... That guy is talented. Oh, man, I love Bruno Mars. Yeah, me too. He's I'm, freaking. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. But so, Real yeah. Deal. Uh, he, yeah, they, they go to Area 51 and then they decide to operate on that alien because they shows up. It shows up and then Dr. Oaken's like, how long has it been out? Blah, blah, blah. And then the alien proceeds to wake up in the middle of the procedure. The arm is moving, right? Very much a Spider-Man 2 scene. It do, like a exactly. Doc that's that's up. really how I felt about it too. I agree. Yeah, very, very Sam Raimi ish. Yeah. Um, but wait, who stole from whom? Is Sam that the proper Raimi. usage of whom? Yes, yeah. Sam Raimi. Sam stole. Raimi would have stolen. Uh, but that's great scene. Uh, but then he throws Doctor Oaken up on the wall when the president goes to see him, and he says, "Release me." release me now so creepy so scary and then president talks to him i love i love the i always just remembered the release me stuff and every time i hear like the other dialogue it's so good as well it's like we we can find peace you know is there any way we can find peace he says that whole thing right and things like no peace peace no peace and yeah. then what what do you want us to do or something like that and it's like die, die. and that's just like oh boy yeah and i don't think that these aliens have like a hive mind or anything like that so i mean obviously this is you know this is like capturing just some random private in the united states army and being like what is your agenda? <laughs> you know, and like he'd have the basic sense, he'd have the basic knowledge and everything, but it's not like he can speak and be like the representative or anything like that. Like this guy is just some alien. He's just another pilot, you know, he was in the first wave. So I mean, sure, maybe, maybe he's a higher up guy, but that guy's one hell of a pilot. Yeah, it's good. Another force awakens. Poe Dameron. Um, but I, I think that I do like that scene a lot. And I like, um, that thing talking to the president of the United States. It's, it's an interesting, cool scene. Um, mm-hmm. but after that, then we get to, they're going to nuke, they're going to nuke Dallas, right? They've decided that another heartbreaker in Dallas, another heartbreaker in Dallas. Uh, that's a cutesy scene. I'm trying to think, maybe we could skip over some of this to get a little the closer to dies. the end. Oh, well, oh, bro. No, you're not. Mom dies, whatever. She doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that scene where they blow, they try to blow that thing up over Dallas and the guy goes, target remains. 
I repeat, Target remains. The you guy can tell, with the like, sweaty eyes keeps trying to look through it. Ah, gosh. You can tell like how heartbreaking that. All over you can tell heartbra- how heartbreaking that is. Like that's just so sad. Like they're pretty preemptive in that room, though. They're like, "Oh, great job!" Oh, destroy it's that Nim Ziki guy, the Secretary of Defense. Like, we he's the most annoying visual, human being sounds like a ever. Gut. He sucks. He's a sniveling little. Weasel. It's a head. Yeah, and like gets up and starts yelling. It's like, sit down, you moron. Just shut up. Yeah. He sucks, dude. But I mean, that's the point of the movie. You're supposed to hate he that lives. character. He does live. Yeah. I'm not Jewish. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, nobody's but, perfect. Yeah, I love that. Um so then so then yes. So then Will Will Smith goes and steals that uh steals that chopper from the big dude. Just tell him I hit you. Great line. Then he gets up. Yeah, that guy's huge. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, and but there was also the Vivica A. Fox with the first lady. And she's like, uh, uh, you know, meet the first lady. I didn't think you recognized me. Well, I didn't want to say anything. I voted for the other guy. I voted for the other guy. That's, yeah, cute. I think you mentioned that earlier. But cute scene like that. Anyway, Will Smith goes and rescues and says, you know how I, she says, you're late. And he says, you know how I like to make an entrance. You know how I like to make an Such entrance. Such a beautiful romantic scene. The music swells. It's awesome. But then um, this gets into my favorite scene. Which is the wife gets back and she's supposed to be in the operating room or something like that. And now she's in recovery and the doctor goes up to the president and he's trying to talk to him as the president's trying to get there. And the president stops and goes like, what what are you trying to tell me? And he's like, there's just too much internal bleeding. Like if we could have gotten to her sooner. And so the president knows like his wife's going to die pretty soon here. And so he goes in and you see the little munchkin, as they call her, the little daughter Daughter goes in yeah. her. Um, but then he, she gets taken, <laughs> she gets taken out of the room and he says, the doctors say that you're going to be just fine. And she says, liar. And like the cute way that they did at the beginning. And it mimics that sweet scene at the beginning. But then she starts crying. Like she really, that's an emotional, she starts emotional crying time. And it's very, very sad because they know that this is the last moment that they get to spend together. And, you know, it's it's very emotional for them in different ways because obviously she's like, I'm going to die. This sucks. Um, but anyway, and so he leaves the room and we're supposed to have just kind of understood that she just died. Right. And so he left. Yeah. Is, um, and he walks. And this is my favorite scene starting from right there. And he. Oh, yeah. And so he walks out. And he approaches his little daughter who's sitting on a bench waiting. And he looks at her and the little girl looks up and she's the most adorable little kid. And she goes, is mommy sleeping? And he sits down and he says, yeah, mommy's sleeping. And then he goes, hey, and grabs his daughter and his daughter hugs him and she's probably crying and he starts crying and the music goes da na 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 da na 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 I think I got a little I was a little sharp there but you did pretty good not bad um I'm through headphones anyway man that's I mean that's very reminiscent of the scene in the Patriot where the little girl goes papa that like it oh, just papa. every single time I watch this movie man like Sure, I don't cry, but like I definitely get like a solid teared up, maybe even a single tear rolling down my face of just being so sad because it's just, oh my gosh, it's so heartbreaking. It's so sad. 
but I love it. Yeah. And I, and I, there's, there's moments like that where, yeah, there's a lot of really entertaining stuff in this movie. There's some sweet action and all sorts of stuff, but it really is the emotional center that brings me back, you know, like that mm-hmm. moment of they how much I care about that character, how much I care about the president and his well, daughter the thing and is, stuff. It's such a quick movie and like, well, I mean, it's, it's not a short movie by any means, but they try. They have to go through so much. Um, they jump around to so many different storylines that I think this is. It's the type of movie that could easily get lost. It could easily get messed up, and people would not be able to understand. But they did it in such a way that, like, that stuff hits home. It All the stuff hits home. Even yeah. even uh, cousin Eddie with Miguel. That little relationship, all of it, like they they do the the character development this really well, especially in David and his wife. Like they add in that little scene of them talking, and he's got the bottle and stuff, and he's doing all that. Um, I think they just do a great job. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's sad when when the mom dies. Hey, but now she can watch Letterman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, good point. Um, so yeah, the mom dies. It's whatever. I don't, I couldn't. I couldn't make the noise that you didn't. I just made that noise. <laughs> that is not. It's not. That's no good. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's an awful noise. Yeah. Um. But and so then it shows David getting drunk, and he has the. I don't want. I don't. I'm. Yeah. I'm not that. I don't think he needs to be drinking in any of this. And really. Mom and Dad hate this scene. Um, yeah. And it's fine. I, I think it's, get I think the like, first scene is fine. The conversation that he has where maybe he's like he's one. drinking yeah. a little bit. I think that that's fine. Where he has that conversation with her and it sets up that, you know, the relationship between those two and the payoff at the end. Um but where he's trashing the camp. Scooby doop scooby Um but he's like maybe we ruined the planet, they won't want it anymore. And it's just like this stupid thing and he's so drunk and it doesn't make any sense, but then the dad comes in and says, "You're going to catch a cold." And yeah. then he gets the idea to upload the computer virus to the aliens. And they shouldn't show him go up to the guy immediately and be like, "Wake everybody up. We got to get this going now." Because then you're under the impression of like, "Well, he was just hammered." So how is he supposed to go do all this now? Like, does he just sober up immediately? That's like, and I that's, need, like that's the thing that is just sleep. so far fetched to me that he is like just immediately sobers up, drinks some coffee, and is good to go because he was stumbling down drunk. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, he's not in a good state. He would have had to take a little napsky. You know, he would have had to sleep that he off needs for a, a little firm bit. Sleep. Yeah. So and anyway, he's not going to be feeling good either after he sleeps. He's not no. going to be feeling good. I think. I think that that is a flaw. I don't think that they needed to have David get like hammered out of his mind. And it does ask yeah. the viewer to like forget about him being drunk because it's just he's suddenly back to complete normal, like in a matter of like an hour or two, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, but whatever. And then he makes or whatever. You yeah. get through it. Yeah. Get he makes up it. the plan. Yep. And the plan is that they're going to take that alien craft and they're going to go into the main alien ship, the mothership, and Layer. upload the virus. Sweet plan. I think it's a 90s plan, but it works for me. Liquid hot magma. I hear a lot of people that complain about that scene and saying, like, it's just so ridiculous, like, that the aliens would... No, it's amazing. I think it's fine. I think it works. It gives you, it gives you a scope of... The thing I love about it is it gives you a scope of where these aliens are from. Like, and I wanted to talk about that later, but, like, since I'm kind of already here, man, like, 
when they're when they fly into that base and you see all this stuff and then you see that they're living off like organ there's like organic matter and things and plants and stuff like that and then like they show all these buildings or like big these structures there's ships flying by and then they fly over the little level and there's a huge army of freaking aliens and it's just like it blows my mind every single time i'm like gosh these guys are like they're coming this in is prepared serious yeah you know, I want to see a movie about, it's like Battle LA or something like that. You know, I want to see a movie about those things coming to Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? These aliens are not to be trifled so with. Cool. They are not at quite all. formidable. <laughs> I love it. And, but Dude, that's, the whole, I mean, that's the, the point of the movie. I love it all. The point of the movie is that these aliens are ridiculously technologically advanced. Oh, yeah. But they overlooked the fact that we have a little bit of technology ourselves and they were utilizing our technology to communicate with each other around the world, right? And so mm-hmm. we kind of shoved that back in their face because we mm-hmm. figured out their code and we were able to whatever. So I think I think it's a good plan. I think it's fine. I don't when people rag on this, it pisses me off because I really do think it's fine. Um but Anyway, I do like that scene. It doesn't need to be ragged upon. No, it There's doesn't. No need. It doesn't. And I think it's that not the, I think that this yeah. movie is very good. And mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of people that would say that Independence Day is like not a great movie, but it's severely entertaining. And I'm like, no, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's I could a good, argue the case for that it's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. I think it's well done. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my point. Um sixty three on Rotten Tomatoes too low yeah i I don't think that i don't think that there's a lot of gaps in logic that i have to jump over either you know i think that all of this is you know cohesive and it makes sense had to jump over more than i did right and there but there there are there are also that was a good good joke i know i just walked over it but it's fine it's fine um but i think that there are some things timing wise that it asks you just to accept what's going on and that things could happen. But for the most part, it's a great flick. So anyway, the plan is good. Uh, Will Smith volunteers to, to do it. You know, he says that I think I could sir and volunteers and that's great. Um, and then they are standing next to each other and Jeff Goldblum says, you really think you can fly that thing? And then, uh, Will Smith says, you really think you can do all that BS you just said? And it's like, it's a good scene. Love it. It's cute. Good stuff. Um, but yeah. And then basically there's the last half cigars. The last like half hour is like a really good. Oh yeah. And then they have to go get the cigars, which not until the fat lady sings. I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love They have so many running themes in this movie, like things that just have to happen. And just all the little gimmicks, man, like the little, you know, the, the shooting it forward on accident because the arrow is upside down on the steering wheel. And he's yeah. like, oh, very like, good. Oh, oops. He's very like, good. Yeah. Oops. What's oops? <laughs> Why did you see? This time. Yes, yes, yes. This time without the yes, oops. Yes. This time. No oops. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Also so then, like uh, Randy Quaid when he gets into his, his, uh, his, you know, thing before, after the speech, but we'll get to the speech, but he's like hitting buttons and like the, it's like missile arm and he's <laughs> yeah. like, Oh no, it, you know, Crap. little gimmicks like that. The I love day to quit things like that. Yeah. yeah. Quick the hell of I love things like that anyway. Yeah. It's great. Um, but so then they, they go to, uh, they start setting everything up. Defcon three. They go to Defcon three, uh, and Will Smith and Vivica Fox get married. Very nice scene. And I hey, love that so Jeff Goldblum. Is- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. This is where my favorite scene starts. I wanted to say that. Like, my favorite scene starts when they enter that little chapel, and it ends after the speech. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, good call. It's like, because, and I didn't expect to get as emotional as I did during the little wedding thing, but I did. And so then I was like, I should just include that then. No, I love, <laughs> I love the wedding. I think it's super nice. I get emotional during it. And then yeah. they show... And then they show Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. Oh, sorry, I tapped the mic. Uh, they they get on to the alien spacecraft, and there's that bit. But then they shoot out into space, and Will Smith's like, "Yeah, you've got to get me one of these," you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very good. But watching those doors close, and the two girls, you know, like their girls, watching them go, and then the little boy and Boomer are there, and then there's the random scientist that's there too. Gotta love Boomer. Yeah, um, that's all Hashtag good. Boomer. That's all good. I like all that, and that's very nice. Uh, but then. They are planning the attack on the ground. You know, there's a bunch of aircraft that are going to go storm this alien spacecraft. And this is my favorite line of the whole movie. Um, he, the, the, excuse me, President Whitmore decides that he's going to fly his own jet and he's going to take part in this thing. He's like, I'm an aircraft, uh, I'm an Air Force pilot. I belong in the air. And then I love that. I love that. So, about a pre- so good. There's something to be said about people that are in Congress or in politics that have served. Right. I think that's just like a big, and that's something that this movie plays on like a John McCain, for instance. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I thought of. John McCain was the best I, example. Another example. Um, I actually, this is a really great example. Um, is, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy. Because John F. Yeah. Kennedy served in, I believe, was he in the Navy or something like that? And he was in the Navy. And during World War II, he like single-handedly saved like a boat full of guys. And I can't remember the exact story, but John John F. Kennedy was like actually a war hero. And then he Whitmore was elected. Is, Whitmore is very much like a Kennedy. Yeah. Like a and John, then F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was elected president like in his 40s, which is super young. So it's like mm-hmm. he's very much Kennedy-esque. And I think that that might be mm-hmm. what they were going for. Um, but I do love that because, you know what? This movie doesn't really follow the protocol of what would actually happen. You know, it's like he probably would have been like shoved in a bunker very initially. But um, at the same time, I do love that. And then at this point... You know what? Aliens are attacking. Throw the president in the air. Whatever. Forget protocol. Just get him in. Yeah, a, yeah. Get, get him, him in a, a jet. He's probably the best guy for yeah. the job, anyways. He was really good at it. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, they elected a war hero and they got a wimp. <laughs> no, but uh, that's what the lady <laughs> says in the thing at the beginning. But um, anyway, and so then he jumps up and is about to give a speech. Or no, that all happens after he gives the speech. I kind of jumped the gun there, but mm-hmm. he walks out there. And I mean, should I deliver like the speech look- again? <laughs> but, well, it's the speech you said at the beginning. Yeah, the you speech, can say it again no, if you want. Uh, it's, it's fun. But he does the speech and it's so freaking good because all these guys are mentally preparing themselves to attack this giant alien ship. And then the president of the United States like stands up on a couple boxes and delivers a speech like off the back of a truck, I think, or something like uh-huh. that. And, just with like a car radio turned all the way up. Just and like, you. Psh- yeah, and if you think about the vocabulary and like the words that he uses in that speech, I mean, it is so good. You know, it's like we will be united in our common interest. The Fourth of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day the world cried out in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. Like, it is so good, and it's it's such a good message of you know uniting mankind. Like, we're not like a collection of different peoples and nations and stuff like that. Like, it's good to hold on to various cultures and everything like that, but we are essentially mankind. And so we are going to strike back and to fight against this annihilation that we are facing. And it's such a good speech, man. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that this is the best speech ever in any movie. I don't think that there's anything that is better than this. Um, 
the, eh, it's so, it's so good. And that's why I've memorized it. And that's why I say it every, every year to whoever I'm talking with. And it's so good. I love this yeah. speech, man. It's freaking incredible. And it gets you so incredible. jacked Great every writing. time it's yeah. Whoever wrote that speech, probably, I guess what's his face, uh, Dean Roland. Devlin and Roland Dean Emmerich. Devlin. Um, so yeah, great speech, but then they go on to, uh, they go on to the attack and it's freaking sick. So yeah, the battles, the battle's great. I mean, there's a couple of scenes that are really funny. Like some guy, <laughs> I don't know. They're like, we, it's when the president's trying to shoot at the main thing of the, of the ship and the guy next to him's like, don't worry. Cause it's like, he's, he's like, out of bullets. I'm on, it. I'm on it immediately blown up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're on it. That, I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's really good but, having like that. The secretary, Robert Loja is, um, or the general, excuse me. He's, general. he's sitting there and he's kind of, you know, taking, uh, he's taking command of the operations. Right. And then you have Bill Pullman, the president that is kind of communicating what's happening in the battle. And I think that that back and forth really works. And then you also have Russell case who this whole movie has been building him up. And I know I've seen this movie so many times and I don't really even remember what it was like to not know what happens at the end of this movie, but picturing myself not knowing what's going on when it starts, it's like, why are we focused in on this crop duster drunk guy? It's like, yeah, you got, I know what's he got the point abducted of this character by all the way through the movie. You're just like, I don't care about this yeah, guy. He's just Whatever. some guy, but then comic relief. Yeah. But like the point of this movie is that he does sacrifice, sacrifice himself for humanity. It's not just for his kids. It tells like, the story of the guy who like truly kind of saved the day. He does. Cause he really is the hero of the story. You he's know, like, portion well, of I guess David is yeah, kind of like Will Smith and, all three, and David and, and the president, all three of them. But this guy actually kills himself mm-hmm. and gets them and helps everybody figure out that this is how you take down these smaller ships. And so it is, it is very beautiful. In the end, he takes down one of 25 ships. Oh, it's more than that even. Cause 25 was like the initial launch. There's like hundreds <laughs> of those things. <laughs> so one of hundreds yeah. of ships. He doesn't really, but he's the guy that like does it. He kills that thing. And then everybody else can follow suit. He's right? the true hero of the entire story. I mean, yeah, he took out like one of he maybe saved like hundreds of five hundred ships. <laughs> yeah, he saved like fifty people. He saved dozens of people. So I mean, he saved Miguel. <laughs> but I do love that. It's it's very too. good. And um, okay, you alien a holes. In the words summon, of my generation, summon, summon. yeah, up, up yours. Very good, very good line. Hello, boy. I'm, I'm back. back. So good, so good. I love that line. Um, that's all great. Really like that entire scene, and then the entire thing blows up. Uh, I guess there's not too much and then to the say movie about ends. that. Yeah, the movie the ends with over. the the blue the blue theme song. <laughs> yeah. Good credits roll. Yo, listen up. Here's a story. He's so sweet. No. I think every movie needs to end with that song. Iron Man 3 starts off with it. Does it really? Yeah. Maybe it, I need to watch Iron Man 3 again. Iron Man 3 is a good do. movie, dude. I, it's a really good movie. It's directed by Shane Black. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I love it. But then you have the two guys going yeah, into the alien space, spacecraft. And so, and it, some of this we've already taught, some of this has you happened have that already. Before, but, uh, before any of that. Yeah. But anyway, um, they go up there. And they dock with the alien spacecraft and they have got, they've, the controls have been taken away from Steven Hiller. And so he's freaked out and they have a lot of good one-liners back and forth. Like it feels like these, these two should have been 
talking the entire movie. The entire freaking because movie. this is so They're so good, good together. It's so good. They're at so the good end. together. Their chemistry. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but they pretty much are have uploaded the virus. Everything goes well. Did you notice the Good Morning Dave when he flips on his computer that that's from two thousand one, A Space Odyssey? No, I didn't know that. I did not know that until just very recently. And I, it's actually today, I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Hal from freaking 2001 Space Odyssey. It's like a picture of the robot. It's just, I don't, wow, know. I don't know, I don't know cool. how that has gotten by me. Oh wow, I'm a picture from 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how it got by me. Grab my laser sword and run around town. should huh? know that. It's very good. Um, but anyway, so... Then they are pretty much stuck there, though, so they don't know what to mm-hmm. do, and they pretty much like smoke their last cigar together. They kick the tires and they light the fires. Yeah. They grab the cigars and they smoke it together, and they're like, "Okay." And then he says, "Like Steve, it's been a pleasure." And he's like, "You too." And he's like, "This is only one thing left to do." And they both have like the cigars in their mouth, and Will Smith, and he goes, "Yeah, sure." And he's got like yeah, the. Sure. It's so good, man. Such a good scene. Uh, and then yeah, he goes. Uh, they have like the whole taunting the alien thing, which is great. But then they throw that uh, nuke at them and they shoot yeah. it. And then they have 30 seconds to get out of there because they're busted. Yeah, then loose. as soon as that happens, it releases. Like they didn't realize it, but like they destroyed all the controls. So their little lock releases and they're like, oh. And if you time out what, how long it takes them to get out of that thing from start to finish, it's like 57 seconds or something. Like I know that I've like timed it before when I was younger and it's so much longer than 30 seconds and they pop out of that thing with nine seconds left. <laughs> it's just like, no way. Well, they would not have know, survived David. it. There's some cutting things. It's, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe like the things when it's there's inside a lot of stuff the cockpit. That you don't understand. And, yeah. A lot of ins yeah. and outs. A lot of, Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the story of how we gained our independence. Things, I don't think they're going to lie about things have come to light, dude. Yeah. Um, but they do. They, it's an awesome chase sequence. Must go faster. Must go faster. A line go faster from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Great. Jeff Goldblum. Also amazing in chaos theory. Um, but so a great chase sequence. And it's it's awesome. Them screaming. And when that thing blows up, it's big. Yeah. Awesome. It's explosion a big explosion. Awesome explosion at the end. Uh, but then you get everybody celebrating around the world, and I do love. Dude, they should have stolen the uh, Return of the Jedi. Good stuff. That's the ending movie, ending music for Return of the Jedi, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a great ending. I love seeing people celebrating all over the world. And I like, they have that whole sequence where they uh, are sending out the battle. Pre- <laughs> yeah, those guys in Egypt. Uh, the preparation before the battle when they're using Morse code to communicate. They go oh, around I can't believe we skipped go- over this where they show like all the different cultures. And it's those guys like in the middle of the Iraq desert. And he's it, like, and yeah. it's a British dude. And like, what are they bloody proposed to do? Uh, no, it's about bloody, bloody time. What are they proposed to time. do? So stereotypical. That guy's last name is Kingsley it, too. <laughs> oh my god! so British. And then it goes, who, what is it, Russian or German that they go to? They it's go to like the, the Russians. The rain, Before that, Russian. though, I do love that they have like the Israeli flag on something, and it's like a unification. It's just like yeah. everybody's working together in such a turn, like a uh, 
an area that is in such turmoil, but they have, you know, it's very cool. I really mm-hmm. like that seeing forces that were fighting against each other working together now. Um, so anyway, um, and the Iraqis, but moving on, there's the Russian guys that are all smoking in a castle. So stereotypical, like so just the worst stereotype. Um, and then, and they, they're just, they just say like, they're just smoking. They're like, yeah, the attack begins, whatever. And then they have the Japanese general, mm-hmm. I'm assuming something like that. He goes, the attack begins in five hours and yeah. then it switches back. But I do love that little section of the movie. I the like, montage. Montage. Very cool. Very, I like that a lot. Uh, but then they show everybody celebrating around the world. And then it shows all the aircraft pilots going back into the area 51. And there's the really like hill Jack guy sitting on the side right next to the president. The guy on the left, the yeah. guy on the left of the president in the he, sunglasses. No, who, I know who you're talking about. That guy legitimately looks like a human version of goofy. Dude, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Were you really? I'm not even kidding. In my head, I was just thinking, uh, except for I was going to say, if that guy spoke, he would sound exactly like Goofy. (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome that we both thought that guy was reminiscent (laughs) of (laughs) Goofy. Hey, that is not bad. That was pretty good, yeah. No, but I I do love love that guy. Is that a crossover? Yeah, he's great. Um, But then... Uh, they show, yeah, it shows all the people celebrating in the world and there's all that stuff. And then it's like, how are our boys up top or how are our boys in space? Whatever he says. And they get something on radar. Sir, there's something on the radar. Yeah. That Fly guy down. who's also great uh, flanking positions. I want you to watch out for this guy. Play, I want you to watch out for these guys. Yeah. There's so many little, little, little lines that we've left out here that I just love. But, um, so they, then they go to, we'll do it every year. We'll I'm, do the podcast every year. Maybe we should seriously just talk about this same <laughs> doing independence day, doing independence day every, podcast year. every single year. Um, but then they go and, uh, they find those two guys and it's like the freaking poster for the movie of just those two guys walking away from the blown up ship. And they look so cool. They're both smoking their stogies still like, and apparently Jeff Goldblum's like six, four. He's even taller than Will Smith. He is so tall in real life. Giant human being it's hilarious he just yeah. does not present himself that way it's you know he doesn't it doesn't seem like he he's looks that good tall. yeah no he's great um but that's awesome i love that end of the movie i told I you i'd get fireworks it's great but did you notice that in the shot where the little girl says happy fourth of july daddy with which little girl which little girl uh may whitman the president's daughter and it's vivica a fox just on the side that's in the picture with them do you notice that? <laughs> what do you mean? There's it shows the president and his daughter in a really cutesy scene. Happy Fourth of July! And Vivica A. Fox is literally just standing right next to both of them, and she just has like an aloof face, and she's just staring at the fireworks or whatever. You know, all the explosions, all that alien stuff raining down. Why is she in that shot? It just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Every time I watch I the know. movie, I it's, never noticed. Next time you watch it, you're gonna notice it, and you can even look it up after this. If you're next if year, you're listening to this, look up the end of this movie and watch do that it. shot because it's hysterical. It just makes no sense. But uh, yeah, then there's the cutesy scenes, and movie's over. And so good. It's amazing. And boom, there you go. Yeah. So I think the only thing we haven't talked about is favorite character. Um, mine is Captain Stephen Hiller. I figured, I figured you'd go, and he's great. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a different direction. But I, yeah, I love David. Um, I love Bill Pullman. Love all of them. The thing that I like the most about Will Smith's character 
is that he is the man and he knows he's the man. And it like when he says that charming line, like he's the hero that we need. He's the absolute hero that we need for all this stuff. Oh, there's a mission. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Cause I'm great at it right. and I can do it. Right. And I'm yeah. the best. Yeah. And it's just like, I love his attitude throughout the whole thing. He's just like the biggest BA ever. Yeah. And I, I just, something about that. Um, and I think his performance is terrific. So yeah, he, he always sticks out to me that Will Smith, he is just great too. He's talented, talented, talented. He's great. He's absolutely great. Um, for mine, I, I went with, uh, I went with president, uh, president Whitmore. Nice. I, I thought about I doing David. Uh, I wasn't going to do Will Smith because I just he, he really isn't my favorite. Like if I were ranking, well, we the share th- a birthday. If I were too. ranking the three, yeah. If I were ranking the three, it would probably be the president, and then David, and then Will Smith's character. Um, it's but wrong, but and I think yeah. that David's kind of the real story of the movie. Um, but I think that the president is far more interesting to me just because I really like seeing how he operates within this world where everything's falling apart and him trying to be a leader in mm-hmm. some, in a situation that is just becoming so bleak and there's nothing you can do. Um, so anyway, I, I really like that. And I think that Bill Pullman has a fantastic performance too. I really like Bill Pullman in this film. So, and I mean, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that he has like the best speech in any movie ever. So it's like just a shade, yeah. just a shade over the Braveheart speech. So, mm-hmm. But, um, favorite character, Tiffany, no doubt. Tiffany, no doubt. Might be Bummer, Robert Loja. No Loja. G- Julius Levinson's also very great, too. Uh, uh, Jimmy was up there for me. Like, I was, I was close to just pulling a wild card and, and saying Jimmy, but I don't know enough about his, about his character. Right. You know, I just don't know. Right. Um, I don't know. Okay, so great movie. Let's talk about the aliens, though. I know that we dug into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's dig in on um, it. Because we've been going through different types of aliens and where we think that they rank and how they how they do. Um, but this particular group of aliens, they're invading planet by planet and consuming all the natural resources. They're moving their entire civilization to each planet. Um, I think that the motives, quite strong. Uh, I think that the execution is also amazing great execution they had a really good plan just exterminate the people and then suck the earth dry pretty much and the design is really good they're you know organic life form that's a telepath i like that they're kind of a little bit different you know that they can't communicate verbally that they have it's like they're speaking a different language they're like speaking and they're dangerous yeah you get the feeling that they probably have weapons too right totally yeah and i think that we do see that in the next one but it's not important Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I and, understand and like what you're you saying about resurgence. It shouldn't even. It shouldn't be considered. Yeah, like it's even just. In. It's just such a crappy, horrible movie. Um, but and but yeah, like that scene when they get into the mothership and they see that invasion that's starting. You just never see that. That's the type of thing that you always want to see. Yeah, like in Signs, I want to see that so badly. Right. Like, what is their ship look like? Where are they coming from? What right. is all this? And like, even though you don't get to explore everything in Independence Day, it shows you just enough to like really 
at least give you that like fix yeah. of like, ooh and man, they of, got something going on that ship. And a lot of alien movies don't do that, you know. It's like War of the Worlds is another one where you really don't see much of the aliens. There's just don't a couple anything. of scenes. Um, and I yeah, and so this one it's good, and they're like a very militarized society, and so I think it I think it works really well. Uh, I would like to know. I mean, I would like to know more about them, but I understand that that's all we got. So uh, it's very good. Yeah, there's no Wikipedia for <laughs> Independence yeah. Day. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as our rankings so far, I would probably say that this is the best alien we've talked about yet. I think that I these think so are too. Probably the most most realistic and. Uh, I could see. I could see this happening. Exactly. This this seems if like came, a realistic. I could see this happening. Yeah. Exactly. It's think, either like, uh, okay, what have we talked about again? E.T. Predator. Talked about. Signs. Signs. I'd probably Men say it's either. It's closest to E.T. in this. Like, I feel like there's like a middle ground there that like the E.T. could be like a little more. You know what I mean? But I feel like they're either going to be like just kind of browsing through space, like maybe crash landed or something like that. Like, hey, we're aliens or sophisticated enough to get here and like kind of just like blend in right. um, and talk to us and be peaceful. Or I, I feel like this, when it, when it goes to the conversation of this side of things, like them attacking and being aggressive, Independence Day does it really well. Yeah. I think that Independence Day does like full scale attacking the earth. Probably the best war of the world is actually pretty dang good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe we should talk that movie. We'll have to talk about that. It's a, I, I might. I, I would actually be willing to do it. But Independence Day, the thing is, is, I just, I was reminded of, because Predator is pretty high up for me. And I like, so I think that this is the best interpretation of what if they're hostile, but also like the Predator kind of just shooting down to Earth to just kill us for fun is also a really good take on aliens so i don't know it's tough we're gonna have to have our definitive ranking on like our last alien episode um okay but this is a good one this is great this is awesome so boom there you go well i guess that brings us let me ask i'll ask you a question yeah yeah um would you (sighs) would do you like this more or school of rock would you rather watch this or school of rock i'd rather i just want to know i'd rather watch this I like this movie more yeah. than School of Rock. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this is history, you know? Yeah, this, this is, is like, yeah. this is actually, this has happened. This is something we know about. We read in textbooks. The War of 96. You go to the ruins. Yeah. Um, which, if you hadn't, haven't taken the trip to go see the ruins, it's a, it's beautiful. I've only seen pictures. Um, you can only get there through their IMDb, too. It's kind of tough to see, but... Um, yeah, no, this movie's it's better than School of Rock. But you put Jack Black in this movie and it gets even better, I guess. I don't know. As who though? That's as the, as I the, mean, as the as the call my mother. Maybe. I don't know. That guy's so perfect though. He Oh man. Mr. Nimziki? Oh no, no, I got it. He's the general. Played Robert Loge's character. Yeah, he could do that. He could also just fit into any little side yeah. thing. He could be I the guy looking through the squint thing and sweaty eye. Like he could Jack, Jack Black could just squeeze into a small role. Right. Cause 96, he wasn't that, 
Crazy yeah. well known yet. I'd probably say I'd want him as Robert Loggia or Mr. Nimziki. One of those two characters. I think he could have been fun as. But that's a tough one. Because I wouldn't even want him to be Randy Quaid. Because We think, love you, Jack. We just want you to know. Yeah, we love you, man. You're welcome on our podcast anytime. Jack so, Black. He's the best. Shout out to him. Well, good stuff. That was a great talk, dude. Yeah. Um, we got some, some big news for the podcast this week, too. We got on Spotify. That's so that tight. Was, uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy about that. Spotify, uh, Stitcher, if you ever use that app. Uh, it's a podcast app for the, uh, for the iPhone and, and Android. And uh, plays our podcast as well. We're, you know, very stoked about that. Audioboom.com, um, as well as iTunes. You know, iTunes and Spotify are the big players, and we're on those now. So please check us out. Professor Jones, leave a review. Please follow. Um, I'm on Instagram at Daniel Hunter Jones. I'm also on Twitter at bro underscore digs. Um, we're on Twitter at professor underscore podcast. Dave, anything you want to shout out over there or? What's our Instagram again? <laughs> See, yeah, that's the thing. We're just going to keep asking him every week until <laughs> I don't. I am. I'm going to continue to do it every week. I just don't remember what they Professor are. Professor Podcast on right. Instagram. I have it. Um, I don't. I, I, I use it, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have it on my phone, like, but all that information is just stored. So it just automatically Professor logs me Professor Podcast in. on Instagram. I've right. been posting some fun stuff on there. Um, follow us so on yeah, Instagram. Us I like Instagram. I want to use that more. I I prefer I, I prefer posting stuff on Instagram. So if you're gonna follow us, on Instagram, anything, Twitter, uh, check out Facebook, the website. Too. The Sweet website. Yeah. So uh, professorjones.com. Um, but yeah, please leave a review, like us, share to your friends if you like our stuff. It means the world to us. But uh, there you have it. Great times. Great movie. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Until next time, we'll be living our lives. A quarter mile at a time. Now that's what I call a close encounter. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. <laughs> <laughs>